from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, I've played Control, and I'm here to tell you how well it runs on the Switch. It's nice to record something and take a break from the hellscape, and I don't mean Hades. I'm the Niketsu Renegade now. episode 244 your place from escape from the hellscape of uh election results as jeremy was saying we're recording this like on the week so you know hopefully by the time this posts on friday we'll know some sort of answer as to what's going on with the turmoil of, of the country and all that but yeah we're, we're trying to be you know we're kind of playing it kind of loose this week uh no no guess uh most people are taking off the week anyway you know out of fear of possible depression and all that so <laughs> i felt like i'd you know i wouldn't really ask anybody but we're here and we've still been playing games and stuff actually some of that stuff has been keep, keeping me sane during this time of whatever the fuck so yeah with this we don't we don't really know what's happening with that yet uh hopefully by next week we'll be able to tell you about some sort of positive outcome on that uh yeah and we're your hosts i'm travis touchdown johnson i'm jeremy too stressed for games mikowski I'm John the Snessinger Knitter. Oh, yeah. I never really understood. I was never... I mean, were you guys actual Snessers? I'm, I'm pretty sure Jeremy wasn't, because I don't think I would have been friends with you if I met you and you said Sness. I always thought that I was such say, a weird thing to say. I never said Sness until I started hearing people call it that on YouTube videos. I yeah. Because it's more like it, it seems like it's a European thing. Yeah. It, it always seems so bizarre to me when people would say Sness. I, always, I never called it that. I always just called it the SNES. I think I called it SNES too. And and I've heard people maybe, I've heard people call it the Super NES, I guess, maybe a couple times before that, but SNES just seems so wrong. I don't know. It seems like not a real word, but I mean, you never called the NES the NES. You always called the NES. I mean, I just called it the Nintendo. I mean, I was like 10, you know? (laughs) I I think the first time I ever like feel like I was calling it NES, or when I would see the word, I would think NES was when uh, I got the emulator nesticle oh yeah yeah i had oh, right. too. yep and i was like oh that's nesticle like testicle and then then afterwards it was like nest like yeah. i would hear the combination of letters in my head well and i thought of nest like nest from uh earthbound also you know i was like oh nest get it i get it now like the you know like the system like the nintendo entertainment system so they gave him a system back then now they can't even give him a game <laughs> yeah yeah, so SNES. Yeah, it's just it's a new thing. It's fine. I it's fine. Everybody, anybody who's listening here can listen to that. Listen to Snesticle. Yeah, hopefully we've been able to find some sort of time to, you know, decompress with games. But this is the games that we got for the week. So last week, you know, there was the big. Of course, there was a big mini Nintendo Mini, and I bought you know a couple games from that. Of course. 
and I've been playing them. Uh, I'm actually really, I've been really, really impressed with how Control plays on the system. Like, I'm trying to find, like, problems with it, and it's, it's really, it's really good. Like, it's a, I haven't had any trouble at all with delay. I mean, I don't know, like, how this is compared to other people's internet setups, but it worked great. And I was even able to play it and stream at the same time, which I thought was not going to work. Like, that really, that kind of blew me away. Like, it's that I could fully stream it without any hiccups in streaming and no hiccups in playing either. And it totally worked. And I was like, I didn't expect that to be able to work. So I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like it's pulling that much for the, from the internet. I don't really know all of the technical, technical aspects of that. You know, I don't know what, like whatever you call that bit rate or whatever it would, it would be that you would, however you would gauge how much internet you're using at once and all that. Like we have a pretty, I think our internet's like pretty, pretty unlimited, if not fully unlimited. So we don't have to worry about that. Like it used to be a different plan and just turned it around to a different thing where we can actually use it all the time because we were actually, we were actually hitting our level obviously during the pandemic because we were here all the time, like watching TV or playing games like 24 hours a day, pretty much, you know, and we were almost to our limit, but she switched it around to where now we don't really have a limit. So, so I don't really, I don't know. Um, I, were you, were you guys able to like try like the 20 minute demo? I know it's, it's like so brief. Oh, you, bar- you barely even really get to play anything. Yeah, you don't get it. I wouldn't even call it a demo. It's more like a, a test for your internet. That's yeah. all it is because you don't experience any gameplay really. Like, no, there's not yeah. enough time to jump in and see what's going on. You're just yeah. it, it, it's it's pretty square right from the start. It tells you, um, you know, with text before you start the game, something like make sure this to make sure your internet is is running properly yeah. and if yeah. you're you have strong enough connection to run the game. Mm. Essentially, it's preventing people from asking for refunds because the game doesn't work on yeah. their system. No, I mean, that, that makes perfect sense. I mean, obviously, yeah. because, you know, you have to, there's no like, yeah, this is like the demo, but they just want to make sure that the game runs. But it's weird right. because, yeah, you don't really get to do any combat or anything. I guess if you, some people are saying that if you skip through all the cutscenes at the beginning, you might have a little bit extra time to play around in that tutorial level that you, because when I was yeah. playing it, it cut me off like right when I got to the tutorial level. But I yeah, was I, I was invested already. I'm like, you know, I've heard a lot about control. I've heard people compare it to Twin Peaks. Uh Janet was really was really hot on it, like and it was game of the year for my gen and all that. So I was like, you know what? It's only forty bucks and I'm really and I was just so interested as to how it would run with the Switch and I felt like it'd be an important thing to cover on here. So I just went for it. You know, I was like You got it. it. I went for it and I bought it, yeah. Yeah, I've I've put like I don't know, five or six hours into it, I guess, probably. It's great. I mean, I like it a okay. lot. I didn't. I didn't realize that. So it's done by the company Remedy, who was the same guys who did Max Payne, which I didn't even know that until later. And I remember John was a big. You were a big Max Payne fan when we were. Oh yeah, I liked in college. Game. Yeah, which is that was I funny. Played all the way through at number two, I think. Yeah, you, were, I think you were, beat number two. Yeah, you were trying to push it on me, and I'm like, Max Payne. This game looks dumb. That was fun. <laughs> and it was. I mean, I just didn't really understand, and I still don't really. I, I never really got into it. It just looked like a regular generic action game you know it's like a whatever I remember, at the time uh, physics were pretty new like that that level of physics yeah it was the ragdoll was pretty yeah, cool right it wasn't yeah. they, they were like the uh what, what would you call it um they were the pioneers of like ragdoll physics because mm-hmm. i remember you talking about and bullet time how uh yeah right, bullet too. time too and you were talking about like how amazing it was that like they all all the people fell different ways when you shot them and right. that sort of thing not so, canned animations 
Yeah. So yeah, that was that was pretty pretty revolutionary to see that at the mm-hmm. time. So I found out there was an article that I read. I forget where it was from, but it was about uh just about Remedy and how they were originally planning to like fully port the the game uh, natively to the Switch. Like they were going to do all of it on there, but you know, of course, there were problems with it and it wasn't running right, and they didn't like the way that it, that it ran. So they opted for the cloud based gameplay. You know, which is so weird because we mentioned it last week. Like there's. There was nothing we had ever really heard, as far as I know, I've heard about cloud gaming, aside from the Resident Evil 7 game that came out only in Japan, which I actually did boot that game up again just to try it, because it ran, cause Control runs, ran so good on the system, I'm like, fuck, man, let me try the other one. But uh, the, I guess because it's based in Japan, it like can't get a good signal, because it basically told me I was able to play it for like about 10 minutes, and that was just watching cutscenes. I didn't actually move or anything, but... That's a, that's the longest I ever made it into it, you know, cause it was playing kind of, kind of smooth at the beginning. And I'm like, okay, this might be okay. And then like it just cut. It just, it just stopped and said, it's not working. And then you just, you have to go back to the beginning because I guess you have to save. You have to be able to get to a point of saving before it. It's kind of weird. Like some of it's a little weird like that. Uh, control actually using control on the Switch kind of reminds me a lot of, uh, playing Mortal Kombat 11 on the Switch. It's like the same sort of thing where you got to be careful, like, when you when you put the game to sleep because if you put the system to sleep for too long as to where you lose connection with the internet you'll lose whatever progress you're doing so like when it'll go back to whatever your autosave was so like you're if you're in the middle of something and you're playing it handheld and you put it to sleep and you set it down if you set it down for too long turn it back on and it loses signal it just restarts you and that's the same thing that Mortal Kombat 11 did like i don't know why but that game seemed to think that it needed to be online all the time and that was like one of the main that was one of the main issues with it which kind of sucked because i would play it handheld while i was editing you know and i would like you know i'd like put it to sleep and then and if you do that if even if you're playing like just a regular single player arcade mode like the arcade ladder and you put it to sleep and bring it back you'll get reset like you won't you'll if you're in the middle of, of a match or whatever it'll just bring you back to the to the main title the title screen so that was really annoying so i'd basically have to pause it and set it down and then play it instead of like putting it to sleep. And that's in this one. I when I was playing handheld, I kind of ran into the same thing. So it reminded me of that. I was like, oh shit, okay, you got to be careful about how long you put it to sleep for if you haven't saved yet. But it has it has an auto save. You know, it auto saves. Like there's different checkpoints that you can go to where you can upgrade your gun, your weapons, and your abilities, and all that. There's kind of like RPG elements in there. It's not necessarily levels, but you get points based on what uh, missions you complete, and you can use these points to like basically use add stuff to yourself to like upgrade your health and defense and stuff like that so but yeah it, it's cool i mean it's like an action game with uh telekinesis like it's pretty much exactly what i thought it would be but it just the thing cool. the thing that's great about it is it just controls really well like there's like one what? button it better what oh yeah it better yeah <laughs> there, i mean there's like one button that's just i mean i've played other i've played other like telekinesis type type games like second sight on gamecube like that was a that was a um Free Radical game, which was made by the same guys who did uh, GoldenEye, you know, X-Rare members. And that game kind of played like shit, I always thought. Like, I mean, it looked really good, but I didn't, but I didn't really feel, it was kind of hard to do all the moves and stuff like that. But this one just has like one move where you can just pretty much grab anything in the game and throw it at people, like with your mind. And it's, and it's awesome. And it's so much fun. And like almost everything's destructible in the game. Like you have a move where you kind of like just like push psychic energy at somebody and you can just, I know I made I made a it became a habit where like every bathroom I would go in there and destroy every bathroom just because whenever I'm in a bathroom I just destroy the toilet with the with the psychic blast just because you can and like everything is destructible and practical almost everything you can pick up and throw at people and it's 
and it's and it's great. Yeah, and it's you throw toilets at people. Uh, I haven't tried that actually because I haven't had a That's... fight. I haven't had a fight in the bathroom. Oh, everybody's sure been have. outside of the because it's like in this corporate. It's like in this corporate uh, headquarters skyscraper place, whatever. And you know, there's different rooms and stuff. The whole like game's in that building. Janitor. Uh, as far as I can tell, so far the whole game's in the building, but I don't know. But the building is that re- guy more than a janitor. Of course he is. <laughs> okay, I thought so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know his backstory, but he's uh, he did like. I, I know you. Uh, I streamed it, and Jeremy made a comment about that about him being more than a janitor, and I think he said that exact line like towards the end before I stopped playing, where he's like, "You know, I'm not a, jan- I'm not just a janitor." So, <laughs> I mean, I figured I, knew that, it. I figured that guy wasn't just a janitor. One one thing I did uh, one thing I did notice with the game is some of it, like that guy especially, I had a hard time understanding like what he was saying because of like the way his I don't know his accent or his mumbling or whatever. So I just I turned on uh turned on the subtitles just to make everything easier to figure out. Also, there's some sort of weird uh uh un like some of the dialogues not in sync, which that just might be a thing with the game. I don't know, but uh yeah, there's there's so, so there's kind of some weird like uh, Jeremy called it like un- uncanny valley stuff when you're mm-hmm. talking to one of this one of the ladies like she's her her uh. Her like a uh, lip sync is never on, so it is kind of weird. But I've actually met, I've, I've noticed that in multiple games. Like uh, Metal Gear Solid was always notorious for that, for having uh, everything being completely out of sync. And I always figured that maybe that was because it was synced for Japanese and not American. But mm-hmm. I don't know. But this is an American, so, yeah. this is an American made game, so I don't know. But no, it runs, it runs really, really well. I was really impressed by it. I even watched like some, some car- comparison videos of like the Switch versus. Um, like, you know, souped up computers, PCs, and stuff like that. And it looks really, I mean, I don't really, the the game looks kind of a little like, a, it has this like dark film aspect to it, which you can actually turn off yep. the film filter in in the options, which I did do. I turned that off and I turned off the motion blur and I thought it looked a little bit better, look, looked a little bit better, but the game still kind of looks sort of, sort of soft and dark, but it looks like that on the other systems too. Like that's not just like a Switch thing. Like I watched. Okay, I was wondering about that. Yeah, I thought it had it, kind of a yeah. hazy look to it. Yeah, I think it looks like that all around because I watched that comparison video and it looked it didn't really look that much different. So, but I mean, it's it's very impressive. Like I, it makes me like want all these other <laughs> games now. I'm like, what you know? I, I was like, I would love to see. I was trying to think of what I would have on there. Obviously, my answer always for what to bring to Switch is, is the Yakuza series, but those games actually I don't think you would even need cloud because most of them were PlayStation Three games. Mm. But uh, but like the one that I'd really like to see is a uh, and one that I always wanted to play but never did is uh, Near Automata. I'd like to play that on the Switch through the cloud because, okay. you know, people a lot of people thought that was the game of the year when it came out. And so you definitely feel like the controls are tight enough, even though it's cloud. Yeah, no, I don't, I, it doesn't feel weird at all to me. Like I don't feel anything Strange. like anything's unresponsive. And you played how many? You said six hours. I played it for a while. Yeah, I played it. Uh, I mean, I played a stream of it for like four or five hours, and then I. Did you ever have a hiccup here and there? A little bit? Nothing. I mean, there's an occasion, there's an occasional time where I guess where maybe it's loading, where it sort of like skips like for a minute, kind of like where you're aiming and you kind of like your aim goes off for a second. But it was only okay. maybe two times like out of those, out of those hours that I noticed That's it happening. Bad. But it's no, I, I didn't feel like any of it didn't run. And I, and I've seen people posting stuff about like, having to wait in line to play it. And maybe that's just the thing with the demo. Cause that never happened to me. I was able to just start it happened to me really twice. Easy. I waited. It said there's 11 people in front of you. And both times it was 11 people. And both times I waited about 15 seconds before I had to get okay. it. Okay. I've seen people post that and say like, this is the future of gaming waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I posted the future of gaming was when I couldn't get a strong enough sing- signal and handheld in a parking lot 
where yeah. she was just spinning in circles. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that is pretty incredible that not only were you playing it through the cloud, but you were also streaming it at the same time. Yeah, that's why I was wondering, like, how much it can't be pulling that much. Because I mean, I've had trouble. I've had problems like streaming and playing like Splatoon two at the same time. Sometimes, you know, like stuff like that, like like online. Like online stuff, you know, or even like Super Mario Maker Two. Like when right. I was playing with you guys, sometimes I had time, had a hard time like streaming that. But this seemed to work out fine. So I don't think it's as internet intensive as like a online multiplayer game is. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I don't really know that much about cl- about the cloud technology. So, but it's cool. I mean, it's impressive. I mean, I say, yeah, it's great. If anybody's interested in it and want to play it on Switch, and you have, you know, and you're able to get internet, then. Or you have internet, you know, definitely check it out. Yeah, I didn't get to play enough of it to really get any sort of impression. Like John said, I didn't. There's no gameplay. And then I like right. I paused it for a second and like went to get a drink or go to the bathroom and came back and the demo was up. So it's like, well, shit. Oh, even though you paused it, still yeah, the I time went on. I literally did nothing. Yeah, they, ba- they they barely really give you anything to do. Like you can't even do any combat, which is unfortunate. But you, I think they just want you to figure out whether you can walk around or not. And if it's responsive you know is the idea i wish it's got kind of a weird angle to take because like as long as you're letting people play the game why not let them play the game yeah yeah i I wish i wish that they would do kind of more like the playstation plus used to do on playstation 3 where they would where you could get where you could get an hour demo of any game and it would carry into the regular game so like any game that you wanted to play you could play an hour of it and then just see how you feel like i did that with um mass effect 2 like I, i got the hour demo and i played that and then i bought the whole game so but but uh, PlayStation, I don't know if they do it anymore. But they used to have it through PlayStation Plus, where you could where you could just base you basically like download the whole game, and they give you like an hour's worth of time with the game, and then they like stop you, and then you basically be like, do you want to pay the rest? And then you can keep going and all that. So you already have the game on your system. You just have mm-hmm. to pay like a gate fee or whatever you know to get it started or unlock fee, you know. Because I didn't I don't know anything about the Max Payton connection, which as you said before, I love Max Payton, right? Yeah. If I'd gotten like to play it long enough to get a taste of that, yeah. I would have been like, oh, yeah, 40 bucks, you know, all right, now I'm thinking about this game, no, yeah. not a problem. As it stands, I played the game enough to realize that the connection was was great, mm-hmm. and it made me want Hitman 3, which is the game that I, I wanted that was sure, previously yeah. announced. So, yeah, I think this game's convinced me that I'm going to get Hitman 3 when that comes out. Yeah, I mean, it, it basically gives a, you know, it it makes you more comfortable about for anybody else who's like waiting for that as well. Like, it's like, oh, this can work, you know, so... I wish they would just just re-release like Resident Evil Seven or something in America, so we can play it. I know it's like cheap, and I could get it on PlayStation Four or whatever. But I, I would rather play it on the Switch. You know, just it's easier just to play it, be able to play it handheld and all that. And it works pretty great handheld. Now, I mean, granted, I'm only playing it at home, so I haven't tried playing it like off of like Daisy Chained off my phone or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it might work. I mean, if I was able to play through the demo like in a parking lot for the most part, like off of a random xfinity wi-fi signal that was like one it was like one bar i mean i think i could get something i could get it to work through my phone like if i was on it was i was on a trip or something i guess i mean i could always try testing it but but i just wanted to you know i wanted to play the game so i just played on the regular internet but it worked fine yeah it worked really cool and i was really impressed i was really impressed by how well it worked i was waiting for it to fuck up but you know it just kind of it would just like hiccuped once or twice and it and it would, it didn't really seem that off. It seemed like something you would see in a regular game anyway. Like it reminds me of like Star Fox Adventure when you would like walk down a hallway and it would load while you're load while you're walking and it would kind of get a little like 
you know, it, it wouldn't be as smooth in the animation. It's kind of like that, but like what happens once? Yeah, it happened like one time occasionally, but I figured that was just the game in itself trying to load something. It wasn't during, it wasn't in the action sequences. It was just when I was walking around the building. Like it was never, there was never anything that hindered me from playing the game, but aside from my own not great skill in the game, but I feel like I've gotten better at it now that, especially now that you can do more stuff because as you go through the game, you know, you gain more abilities. Like I have a shield thing where I can basically like, Pull, pull stuff up from the ground and create a shield out of that. Like, so that's pretty cool where you can, we can do that anytime. And, you know, throwing stuff at people is, is great as well. So it just, it's just really fluent, you know, and even if you're not targeted on something, you can just like hit the button and, and your guy will just like randomly, she'll just like randomly grab something and then you'll have something and you just throw it at the person. So it works really well. Like almost everywhere you're at, there's something you can grab and throw. So it's very, very versatile and and it's and it's all in a building but all the different parts like feel completely different you know there was like a part where i was in a furnace and i had to pick up this like a uh, radioact these like cans of radioactive materials and throw them into the furnace with my with my telekinetic power and that's basically what i was doing you know there's Is different it like uh luigi's mansion three uh i mean there's no like ba- there's no like pirate ship or anything like that on a level or a <laughs> pyramid or it's not to that extent but but the levels do look different and they're designed differently you know so it doesn't feel like you're doing the same thing all the time. So, but yeah, no, it's, it, oh, and you can all, and you do like warp to other places. You're not even there. Like there is a part where I randomly went to some hotel in like, in like Louisiana or something like that, like through, cause they, they do a lot of like, you know, kind of like, uh, uh flashbacks. eternal, eternal darkness sort of visions is kind of what it reminds me of where you'll, where stuff will happen. And, and it's kind of got, it, it gave me the feeling that I didn't really know at the beginning. Like I didn't really know what was real and what wasn't real. You know, it's like, it's just this lady, cause you're like killing, you're like killing security officers, like in this, in this building. And I'm like, am I just going around killing people? And then I'm just going to find out that I murdered like a hundred people in this office in the end of the game. I don't know what's happening, but it, it kind of goes back and forth where there's some parts where you can use your weapon and some parts that you don't. And they also kind of feel like maybe like a light world, dark world thing where there may be two different universes, uh, galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Universes that realities, whatever. That type of thing. So I don't know. It's definitely interesting enough for me to play through the rest of it. And I think it's cool that it runs like that. And I, I know there's been like rumors for a while about Resident Evil 3, about the re- re- remake of Resident Evil 3 possibly coming to Switch. Right. They, they should do two because I mean, two was reviewed much better. I don't feel like anybody talked about three that much. Like as far as like the the uh, reception of that game. I forgot that even came out. Yeah. The, the remake of two was the one that everybody liked. And then when three came around, I think everybody was like, meh. It wasn't, it wasn't as, I didn't feel like there was as much, you know, uh, people being like, oh, this is so good, you know, but they should do the other, they should do the other one too, if they're going to do three, I think, because I think two is better yeah. from what I've heard. The reason that that rumor is out, by the way, is that a logo for uh, Resident Evil 3 cloud version has been found on the Switch, in the site that the Switch uses to play control. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, whatever the win- the app that you're using the cloud to access thing, control, yeah. is like we- it's like a website and Resident Evil 3 is buried in there somewhere, mm. a reference to it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they have a pretty good – I mean, Capcom and Nintendo obviously have a pretty good relationship. I mean, they have the Monster Hunter Rise coming out exclusively to Nintendo next year, so yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. And and this cloud thing kind of gives the Switch like a little bit a little bit of a leg up as far as like – surviving longer in the in the scope of uh next generation right. stuff which is like now right because like playstation yeah. 5 like comes out like next week 
mm-hmm. which is I think the other one like Xbox does too, right? And the Xbox Seven Five Super Pass plus Becky comes out also mm-hmm. the same day. Whatever <laughs> I forget, the X- Nintendo Xbox Three Twenty Series Series X X Series X One. What, yeah, whatever it's called. I don't know. I mean, it's for somebody who just wants to play, like, I don't know, third-party games, that, that like, smaller version with Game Pass seems like a, not a bad deal, I guess, if you just want to play Agreed. N- randomly kind of generic next-generation stuff that aren't, like, exclusive. You know, it's because it's not that much, right? Isn't it on, like, 300 or something like that for mm-hmm. the smaller one? Really good deal. Yeah, so... I mean, they, they, I think that'll give them a leg up in the thing. Also, the PlayStation looks terrifying. <laughs> it looks, it looks like a, it looks like it's a weird. Va- it looks like a vampire with a router. You know, it's like yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, it's it's just, like something you'd find on the other side of the moon. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like this gigantic tower. It's like those things that people worshipped in the uh, Dead Space games. You know, like those little like whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like its own idol, and and just I've seen pictures of people like putting it on its side versus other things and. You have to have yeah. a special stand to put it on. Well, it comes with it, but it's got yeah. this weird, like, clear plastic stand that you need to yeah. sit flush on the ground. Yeah, it, there would have to be there would have to be some sort of major thing happen for me to get a PlayStation Five because I have a PlayStation Four and I barely play it. <laughs> so I mean, I already have regrets about getting about getting that thing. So I definitely am in no rush I mean, to I'm, get a five. I'm on record complaining about the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One and everything, and I ended up getting one eventually, so I have a feeling I'll get one here in a few years. Yeah, I just don't I just don't play it, though. I mean, it's... It, well, I think I bought the PlayStation 4 because I was in the Wii U times, you know, and I expected, like, that Nintendo was going to repeat Wii U again and there's going to be no games on it, and then the Switch had everything on it, so I had no reason to play the other system. So, because there was so much content for Switch, so... Yeah, I mean anything. The only thing I'm interested in, as far as PlayStation exclusives, is Yakuza Seven, but that's coming to PlayStation Four, so it doesn't matter. I don't need five for that. So it's it, yeah, you know, it, it it's totally accessible. The Spider-Man stuff is cool, but once again, you can get that for PlayStation Four if you really want it. If you really want Miles Morales, it's available on the older Should system. I so I mean, I, I never. I mean, I bought Spider-Man for twenty dollars, and I never beat that game either. So I'm not really. In that much of a rush, I never, I never did my goal of beating a PlayStation Four game. That was one of my quarantine goals. I got really close on the Mad Max game, but I got, still time. I got distracted. Yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> I got distracted by other things. Plus, it got really, really choppy towards the end there, which was really annoying because I liked the game a lot. And then all of a sudden, the, and then all of a sudden, the frame rate like took a major nosedive like towards the end of the game. So it's it. Everything became really hard to play because the game ran like shit. So. That was unfortunate, but I only played like nine nine dollars for it, so no big deal. But yeah, Control, it's great. It's uh, it's fun. Like I said, it's uh, it's great. If anybody has any doubts about it, I think it works. I think it runs really well, and I was really impressed by it on the Switch. So check that out if you haven't. You know, unless you have like some sort of limited internet and stuff like that. I know that's uh, that way for a lot of people, but it's super cool. Also, the other game that I got, which I've been playing a lot of, is uh, No More Heroes One. About that, about that game, I used uh, I used some of my gold points, so it's so I think I got it for around ten because I had like six or seven dollars worth of gold of gold stuff saved up, so I didn't pay full price for it. But it's great. Uh, no more heroes is one of those games that, like, I guess when it came out, it was just so so different that I maybe I was expecting something else from it, and I kind of like came off of it like a little negative. Like when it came around, I was like, oh, you know, it's got this open world that's kind of boring and. 
and it has it definitely I mean, it has a very bizarre ending that makes no sense and and I think I felt like I I think I felt a little ripped off by it because I bought it for full price and it's not that long, you know. Maybe I ex- expected I think I expected like a 60-hour game with everything and that's something I've with age I think I figured out how that works, you know. Like I cuz like Mad World, you know, that was like one of your favorite games. Uh, I hated that game because I played it in one sitting. I beat the game in one sitting and I paid $50 for it. So I was kind of pissed because I had no else, nothing else to do. You know, like it's, it would annoy me when I would spend, you know, I would save money for a game and then I get it and it's over in a day. It's like, okay, that's, this kind of sucks. Cause I was hoping this game would last me a couple weeks, you know, cause I was, this is like all I had to play at the time. So maybe that was part of what, what went along with it. And I thought some of the side missions were kind of bizarre, but. I don't know. It's similar to what Jeremy would normally say. Uh, I listened to a retro- Retronauts episode, and they talked really high on the first one in the open world, and I was that, and I was like, "Well, maybe I should try it again." Yeah, sometimes they do have a way of making you look back on it with a different perspective, like mm. maybe contextually, or even yeah, even like maybe if I, I think I have a feeling if I played through that game, I would it would remind me of when that period of time in my life because I remember where I was and what I was doing. Back in 2009, right? Yeah. I I don't, yeah. Well, the thing, and also another fun thing about it is I played this game once when it came out, and then I never played it again. So so it's been so long since I played it that it seems pretty new to me because I really don't. Do you still own it? I really, no, I don't have the first one. I sold the first one. I have the second one. The second one was always my favorite one because I thought the second one was better because the open world was removed, which, which, yeah, does make it's, it depends on how you feel about it. It is, it is a little bit easier because you don't have to drive around this empty world from one place to another, but it's also kind of fun too. And I just realized that the map shows you where all the secret stuff is on the world. Like there's little dots on the map where all the like hidden, where, where all the hidden treasures are and stuff. So that was so like for a couple, for like an hour I, last night, I just ran around and just went to all the spots on the map <laughs> just to find shit, you know, and you find like these weird, like, uh, was it Lala, Lala love balls or something like that that you, that you take to this bar and you give to this drunk guy and he teaches you uh different uh, fighting moves and stuff. The game is so bizarre and, and I kind of love it for that. Like you, you can go to this, you can go to this gym where this guy asks you to take off your clothes when you get there. He's, he's like, I will teach you something, but take off your clothes. And then you do, and then you do like little mini games to like make your character stronger and stuff like that. You do like squats and, bench presses and is he just standing behind you smiling the whole time no he's not there he's not actually there while you're doing it he's just it it looks like a it it looks like a something from a yakuza game because he's got like this big he's got like this big tiger rug on his on the floor with like the whole head on there Mm -hmm. and like the you know and it and all that and he's like sitting in this big giant office that looks really expensive and wearing like a nice suit and all that and he's all like take off your clothes but yeah, no, it's fun. I've been having a blast with it. It's I I thought about maybe doing this for a bonus episode in the future, but you know, like we could talk a whole thing about sometimes games just hit you wrong when they come out, and like maybe you and maybe you need to look at them in a different way. There's been a couple games like that for me where it's you know when it came out you expected to be something else, but then when you played it again later you appreciate what it was because you maybe didn't know how to perceive what it was, or maybe you're looking for something else at the time and. This one is, yeah, I, feel, I think it's great. Like, I really, I really enjoy playing it. It's actually been like, I've been playing that in control mostly, but between the two. So, and it really, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. If nobody's, you know, if you haven't played it, try it out. And and I also, this time I, I tried whatever the hard or whatever the harder difficulty was. I think it's like sweet and mm-hmm. sweet and mild. And I'm playing it on mild, 
And I feel like it kind of made me learn how to play the game right instead of just tapping buttons. Because you really have to you have to learn to dodge everybody if you don't play it on easy mode. And it's actually more fun for that, I think. It took me like a whole hour to beat one of the bosses, like the second boss, like once it gets like once it gets harder, because I had to basically learn how to dodge instead of just like coming in and just just swiping the lightsaber around, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've kind of, I feel like I've learned how to play and I feel like I've gotten better at it. I think I'm number six now. Because, you know, you start at number 10 and you get up to number one and that's when you win. Mm. So I, I'm, at, I'm at number six now. I just beat whatever the uh, – he's like this uh, fake superhero guy. Like he has like a cape and he flies around. And he's actually, Isn't there a weird part where like you get rid of someone really quickly on accident or something? There, there's a part in the middle where you go through a couple – where you go through a couple of numbers and there's like not a level. I remember that. Because I was upset about that at the time, because I wanted the game to be longer. And there's a part where they kind of skip where you think there's going to be another level in it, and some event happens, and it skips part of it. And I remember that, but I don't remember exactly how it happened. So, and I don't remember any of the fucking bosses from this game at all. So, I mean, it's pretty cool. Uh, it's almost like playing the game again for the first time. But one thing I did notice is I, I you know, I, I've only played this game with motion control for the most part with the Wii remote, so. I wanted to try to mimic that with the with the Joy Cons on this, mm. and I realized that my I don't know if there's something wrong with my with my right Joy Con, but it was like super duper finicky. Like it was like because when when you're fighting, like if you hold if you hold the attack button, you'll do like a you know like a big move where you charge your lightsaber and hit somebody. Even when I was tapping it, it was doing that like hard. It was doing that hold button thing, and also the motion was really weird. You know, because on the Joy Cons, you gotta like. It, this was in the original game. You like tilt it up to do like a quick attack or you tilt it down to do like a slower, more powerful attack. And it just kept going between, between one or the other, even when I was not even moving it. So, and I had the same thing happen to me with Mario Galaxy when I tried to play that with the Joy Cons to try to mimic the, the way that we worked. And it was the same thing where I, my pointer was like all over the place and I couldn't get it to point in the right place. It was like super erratic and all that. So I wonder if like my, if my Joy-Con is fucked up when it's not connected to the system, because it works fine when it's on the system, but when I detach it, the right one, it seems to have trouble with the, uh, with, I mean, the button responses were all off and like the, and, and the motion was off too. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Or maybe it's just the, maybe it's just the living room. Like it's too far from the switch or something that's messing it up. I don't know, but I've noticed that it's doesn't, doesn't work that well. So that's a shame because I wanted to play it with motion control, but. But yeah, it's weird. I don't know if you guys have had that had that happen to you at all or anything like that. No, because I don't even remember the last time I used my Joy-Con. Yeah, no, you don't use your Joy-Cons. I mean, we ra- rarely use them detached, really, unless it's like something that has like a bad pointer, which most games do anyway, you know. I guess I did use it. I guess I used it for those uh, Clubhouse games, and it seemed to work okay with those. But I noticed it wasn't working well on Galaxy or this, so so yeah, I don't know. I use it when my pro controller runs out of battery power and I can't find the cable. Oh yeah. <laughs> I have like I have like three or four pro controller chargers just laying around. Wow. So I mean well I mean every time you buy a new controller it comes with a charger, so I mean it's I just have them all in different places of the house whenever I need one. And there's one in my travel in my like switch case as well, so I always have I have like one on the couch in the living room, so that's that's like right under the little uh, tray thing that we have there, and I could just have access to that whenever I need it and just plug it right in. That's that's where I have those. But yeah, no, no more heroes is fun. Uh, it's I enjoy it more this time around than I did before. So, 
And and whenever I beat this one, maybe I'll buy two also again, even though I already have it. But I think the graphics look really good. I mean, everything's like HD now. You know, it's like kind of remastered. So I think it looks really pretty. I think it looks nice, you know. So, And it's still, you know, Travis is still like a total idiot, but it's fun. You still get to you still get to poop and save and all that stuff nice. <laughs> in the in the bathroom, you know. It's a yeah, it's it's a funny it's a funny silly game. But on the other side of that coin, like speaking of stuff that like uh you know that I didn't like but I like now, uh, I beat I beat Super Mario Sunshine, which nice. Super Mario Sunshine was a game that I really really liked when it came out, and I kind of hate this time this time around. I was having so much trouble with that game. I don't know. Like after after you told me that you beat it, Jeremy, it kind of inspired me to try and do it because I was like, "Oh, well, you just got to go and get the Shadow Mario's." So that shouldn't be that bad. So I did like this. They did this Halloween themed stream over the weekend where I listened to like four hours of Halloween themed music and played like you know various Boo levels from Mario games. Like I did, I went through the whole uh, I went through the whole haunted house set on a uh, Mario sixty four. That was I was did that pretty quickly actually. And I did, and then I went and I did all the uh, haunted hotel stuff on Super Mario Sunshine, and I was like, "Well, that was kind of fun, you know. That wasn't too hard to do." And uh, so then I started going back and trying to go and get all of the other, all the other Shadow Mario stuff. And I was I was thinking about I didn't do it, but I was like, I should be capturing every one of these dumb li- dumb deaths that I do because there's so many times where I would just run off a thing and didn't even press the button. You know, it was. It's so weird, or like the one where I got to the one where the guys where the guys throw you, you know, where the what whatever the fuck they're called. What are those? What are, what are those guys? Piantas. Yeah, where the piantas throw you, and there's like you know they have these like barriers where they're supposed to throw you into them and they stop and you know the barrier stops you. And there's so many times where I would like get thrown into the barrier and get stopped for like five seconds and then just go flying off for no reason. I don't know if that happened to you too, Jeremy, but it's just like so dumb. Or like, of, of course, like the end lava thing where you're in the boat and you're trying to steer the boat in the right way. And even though you think you're pushing it one way, it's going the other way. And if you hit a wall once, it automatically sinks and you die and then you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the level. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. But I beat it. I, I, I dethroned Bowser in his, in his bathtub finally. and Ruined his vacation. Yeah, ruined his vacation. And I got to see that wonderful, uh, awfully uh, voice acted cutscene at the end there and... Yeah, got two got two beats out of there, so that was my beat of the week. And also, while I was doing the stream over the weekend, I uh, I, I I played a once I ran out of uh, Boo related 3D Mario stuff, I just started playing Castlevania Four for a while, and uh, I got to the point where I was almost done with the with the playlist, so I just loaded whatever save I had, and it was it at Dracula, and I beat Dracula. So I guess that counts as a beat too. I mean, I got there. It's not like I used. It's not like I warped there. Like that was a save that I did. So. So I went there and beat Dracula. You're playing that on the Switch too? Yeah, the Castlevania collection. Okay. I'm trying to figure out on your notes what you meant by Castlevania 4 Breath of the Wild. Uh, Yeah. Beat of the week, man. I get it now. Castlevania beat of the week. Also the same as Breath of the Wild, yeah. Also, uh, Animal Crossing. Did Animal Crossing Halloween. That was fun. Uh, I I ended up just changing my Switch to Pacific Time. So I'd be 10 hours and so I'd be 10 hours or two hours behind. So whenever we got off work, it was like nine o'clock instead of eleven o'clock, just to make sure that I had enough time to trade all my candy and stuff. But I got I got all the stuff, you know. Uh, actually, had some extra stuff which I end up giving to Jeremy. So yeah, you were able to get like the spooky arch and stuff like that, and 
Yeah, it was it was fun. I got I got I got a bunch of jack robes and and jack masks, and I put them in a couple places in the house, and I have one to wear as well. Aside from that, so so yeah, I, I got all I got, had a, I ended up with like twenty two pieces of candy that I that I used. But you can you can always go to the villagers and get candy from them whenever you need one, whenever you need it. So anybody who's inside of their house, you can go, and they'll give you candy if you're wearing a costume and all that. So. Yeah, I did it. Got a bunch of co- spooky stuff. Made a whole bunch of spooky arches. Made like this tunnel of spooky arches at the front of my town. And also, uh, Jess finally tracked down the rocket DIY. Not the throwback rocket, the real rocket DIY. Rocket. So I was able to make the fucking robot finally. Fine. <laughs> the fucking like, dream achieved. The giant robot. So I, so I put the giant robot like right at the front of the, he's like right by the door when you get to the town. He's like right by the airport. There's a uh, spotlights on him. He's got like his own like little paved uh, stone thing under him, and I just want to make sure everybody can see the robot because it took me like eight months to get that stupid robot. Yeah. So I want to make sure that it's visible for any visitors that come by. But it's cool looking. It took me like fifty boxes of that uh, color, whatever um, the stuff that you opt that you uh, customize stuff with. It took yeah. me, it took fifty versions of those to customize it because I want to make it white like Gundam. And I did, and there you go. I've had a new robot, and now I don't need to play Animal Crossing anymore. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I kind of just is it interactive it. in any way? No, it just stands there and looks cool. That's all it does. Doesn't make a noise like the Godzilla or anything. I don't think so. I guess I never tried to touch it, but I don't think it does. It's weird because the Gundam. I mean, the giant Gundam in, in uh, Japan makes noise. Like we went past it in a train, which is one of my biggest regrets from that trip that we didn't make it to the Gundam, and I had no idea we were so fucking close to it until after the fact. I just saw it in the distance off the train. I was like, oh, what's that, what's that crazy thing? And then later when I was checking my uh, Instagram feed, it showed the Gundam because I was following Gundam shit like through, you know, through that. And I was like, oh, shit, we were there. But whatever. Yeah. No, I, I don't think it does. I mean, I, I don't think I got it. I guess maybe I didn't touch it, which is weird. I should have because I spent so much time on it. Next week, we'll come back and tell you about that. What else? Oh, yeah. I finished the Hyrule Warriors demo. Have you finished that, John? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, it it made me want to get the game, so I'm going to get it. Cool. And uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's enough Breath of the Wild for me. The um, my my sort of fears that I've expressed before was that maybe the it'll be too much of the guys just like waiting around, and I kind of didn't like that in the Musou yeah. games. They still do that though. <laughs> they, they still, still wait do around, that. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't bother you. I feel like. You know, there's enough of the other characters they're fighting, and just kind of you know alleviates that problem a little bit. You know, yeah. it's like an illusion breaking thing when the enemies are just waiting for you to to fight them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of the strategy. Like you have three different characters to manage. Maybe you get fourth. I don't know. Um, I think. I mean, if it's like any of the other Hyrule warriors, I would expect that you're going to get a lot of extra characters. Oh, you mean like at once? At once, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many, because they added that later to the hi- other Hyrule Warriors, and I don't know how many you can do at once, but I, mean, I would expect to get like 15-some playable characters through it. That's normally, they, there's a lot of oh, them yeah. on there, which is great. That's that's what keeps it from being boring, is you can always change from one to another. But I like being able to change on the fly. That was fun. I hope that there's more with the Parasail. Like, the most disappointing part to me was when I saw that chasm, as I talked about last week. Yeah. You can't jump across it and fly across with the Parasail. No, to my knowledge, you just drop straight down, and the parasail is just to to catch yourself so you don't die when you hit the ground. Yeah, but, and, um, and you can incorporate it into some of your moves too, like as a combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like jump off the wall, and you get a little height from that, and you mm-hmm. you use the parasail. The moves are cool. I like the ver- the variety of moves. 
that each character has, they bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. I noticed that, uh, who's the other female character? Not Zelda. That's in the demo. Imp- Impa. Impa. Yeah. Like her move with the cards floating around. Uh, that was really different and like a powerful move. And like, it seemed like Zelda had, like she was quicker, but maybe not as strong. Um, I feel like it's going to get to the point where you know each character and you know, okay, I need this character over here, that character over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect that's, that's going to be um, prevalent in the final game. Yeah, so and you can, I, I like yeah. the, the little strategy light uh, mm-hmm. mixed in with the action. That's cool. Yeah, that's a lot of how those games are. It's like it's all about like defending zones or like defeating people in zones and, you know, like different areas and that type of thing. It's cool how you can like send people over to, you know, go do that and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm still like on the fence about it. I think it plays fine, but I don't know if I want to buy it when it comes out per se, but. It, it's so weird because it's like, here's Breath of the Wild Hyrule Warriors. It's like, here's Breath of the Wild where you can jump and you can climb anything. Here's Hyrule Warriors uh, Breath of the Wild where you can't jump or climb anything. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's like, take out the two things that made the other game like so impressive. It's like, uh, okay. Cool. Link's in here. He can't, sort he can't, of wild, jump, like, can't climb. Got it. <laughs> they had to do things to make it not Breath of the Wild 2. You know? Sure. And and those things were so iconic to, to that game, so central to, to, to Breath of the Wild that, like, I feel like if I could climb, I would feel like it's just not as, not as, uh, it's like a cheaper Breath of the Wild than not its sure. own thing. Well, I mean, they could still do the same thing where you're, like, uh, defending, like, zones and all that. But what if you yep. could just climb up a little thing and then jump off of it and, a little like, bit, land yeah. on some guys, you know? Or climb on a thing and shoot them with arrows. Like, you don't need to be, like, climbing whole mountains, but. It'd be right. nice if you I could climb if you could climb up like a a thing where a guy's standing on it and just go up there. You know, like it's I don't understand why it's you can't you know we could just jump off and parasail like into a battle and then just jump and attack guys. Like I feel like that would be you could do that and it still wouldn't feel like Breath of the Wild. It would just feel like Hyrule Warriors with more stuff to do. You know, which I think would be mm-hmm. a good thing. I don't know. It's just yeah. It's, I, I guess I I kind of figured that it wasn't going to be that you weren't going to be de- being able to jump or climb anything. It just seems so weird with the art style. You kind of expect that you can do that, and it's like, nope, not this time. Can't climb anything. He didn't learn that until he woke up later after after all that shit. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the demo's fine. Did you did you make it through the demo, Jeremy? I haven't played all the way through it. I was sort of getting worn out on the re- repetitious nature of it. Yeah. But yeah, I did get to where I was controlling Impa separately, and I thought that was pretty fun. So, I mean, I was having a good time with it. I just don't know if this is my kind of game. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, it's one of those things I might get it. I'll probably get it if it's on sale. I don't know if I'm ready to jump on it off the bat, but who knows? We'll see. We'll see how that, whatever becomes of the next week. Or I mean, it's not. It's still not going to come out for another like couple weeks or so. So Right. Money's the 20th. Gonna be yeah. A thing again, I yeah. Think. Yeah, depending on what's ever happening with what you know, we we'll, we'll see by next week. Everything will you know we'll have our own ideas of probably about what's happening with the world and all that stuff. Yeah, I might not get it right away too. I might wait, yeah. you know, a little bit, but depending. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I also uh, I bought the soundtrack to Project Warlock. Uh, it was actually fr- it was actually like you know sig- you can choose however much you want to give to the guy. I ended up giving him eight bucks. It was through uh, Bandcamp, yeah. It, it was through it was through Bandcamp where you could download it, and it just basically had suggested no da- donation. I could have just given him a dollar if I wanted to, but I don't want to be a cheapskate, so 
I gave him eight bucks because I thought that was should be something for the soundtrack. So would approve. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the soundtrack is cool. I just realized uh, what's really a bummer about Project Warlock, though, is I just realized that there's no continues in the game, which kind of sucks. So, like, if you run out of lives, it just, like, goes back to new game and you just lo- lose all your progress. But so the, you can't even save. Well, the game, there's, like, a there's a catch to it. The, the game autosaves, so it autosaves on every level. So, but it basic, but there's no way for you to save on your own. So if you like played through the game like me and got stuck on one level with only like two lives left, that's where you are. You can't go back to when you had eight lives and when you fucked up and lost a whole bunch of them before that. Uh-oh. And you can't go back to the first level or any of the other previous levels and try to build lives. So I'm kind of screwed. Like I'm kind of just like stuck at this hard level with only two lives. And, and you know, whenever you get to the next level, that's where you're at. So. It's kind of annoying. So, but but once you when you die, if you reset the game, if you turn the game off and turn it back on, then you can continue wherever you were. But it's like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of sad because I really like that game a lot, and then it just kind of threw this at me, where there's like no continue, and I'm like, well, this sucks because now I kind of like didn't know it. I accidentally kind of screwed myself over because I don't really have a whole lot of lives in this in this level, and. You know, you start off, like, you when you go to the next level, you have the same amount of health that you did in the previous level. So if you get there with, like, 20% health, you're kind of at a disadvantage. And some of them, like, throw you right into it. Like, there's one level that starts with, like, fucking six guys around you at the very beginning. So it's like, you just, you have to, like, be quick about it because you're going to die if you don't. So you got to be moving right when you get there. So, I mean, I like that the game's hard in an old school way, but it kind of sucks that there's no continues on there. So... I might have to just start it again on easy and just try to plow through it because I really like the game a lot and I think it's really good and it looks really nice. But maybe they made it too old school. Maybe there should have been a yeah. option to turn continues on. You know that would have been that would have been nice. But yeah, I think uh, I think I've talked enough about stuff on here. There was another game that I played that Jeremy has, but you can start with that if you want, and I'll comment. Yeah, so that's probably the big thing I played this week with Jackbox Seven with. Trey, Jess, and Shauna, and we played Jackbox three a little bit after mm-hmm. Shauna had to go to bed. She had to work, and we played a couple games on there. But Jackbox seven seems pretty cool so far. Um, my internet was being kind of jerky that night, so there's a little bit that could have been more fun. I think like the speech one, especially. Oh it, yeah, like, it messed <laughs> so- up a lot while I was giving my speech, and I couldn't hear and see any of the visual aids, so I did just kind of like make stuff up as I went. Oh, okay, yeah, that's another thing because we just so everybody knows listening, we were playing it through uh, Zoom and using s- screen share, uh-huh. and that's how we were doing it. Like, I don't think that that speech game would work at all if we were doing it the way that, that we have been doing it by like pointing the camera at the TV. Yeah. Like, I don't think that one that game would work anyway because there's this whole game where what's you the premise of it. You basically have to give like a PowerPoint presentation, but one person is picking like what pictures are in your PowerPoint presentation, and you kind of get like a, a subject thrown at you randomly. It's just a bit. It's pretty much like how well can you blabble, for, or you know how long can you just like bullshit. You can for, also like like, uh, for, like draw however long to like kind of like highlight your yeah yeah. Like, I'm hungry. I want to put snacks here, and I like circle the mouth or something mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's pretty bizarre topics. I don't know. Do we come up with the topics or? I think they're kind of random. Like they ask you, they'll ask you like a couple words and they'll like stick them in a sentence with other words that you pick. And so it all kind of comes mm-hmm. together. Like mine was, uh, mine was basically, it was something about, uh, 
rich people or people who are born into rich families. So that was a really mm-hmm. easy one for me to riff on just because it is very uh, topical t- today, you know? So uh, mine was uh, an explanation yeah. for why I was going to vote Republican, which was really strange, but <laughs> I think I put that in there. I think I might've done that one. So, so I don't know. But that was when I said, like, I was going to be a Democrat, but then I went to the polls and it was the Republicans that had the best snacks and mm. changed my allegiance. Yeah. But it, it's fun. It was fun. But yeah, you can, it's kind of made for you to be in the same room. So I feel like it would only really work through screen share because then you can actually hear each other and see each other and, you know, it, it works better. But yeah, there's, there's some cool games on there. Like I definitely like that one. The, uh, the other, the drawing one was cool too that we did. The drawing one was pretty cool. That was the one with the superheroes fighting each other, right? Yeah, the one where you like they ask you something, they say like what 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 creature would represent this term? Like one of them was like the fight of serenity or something like that. So I drew a picture of Joey Ramone because there's a song called Garden of Serenity on one of the Ramones albums. That's the only thing I could think of. And it's just yeah. And then it, and then it will and you you have to and then you'll have to like make a creature that you think can beat that creature. So like if one creature is called the destroyer, the other one will be called like the eater of destroyers or something if you want to try to play on it like that and then we just kind of vote for whichever one we think is better and trey had like yeah. sad emo boy or maybe just drew sad emo boy yeah the sad emo tier that was like and i drew tier. and yeah. i drew po- positivity boy yeah and then eventually positivity boy ended up winning like loneliest person yeah and it, was really, it was really funny because i totally <laughs> yeah. looked like a, a lonely guy that's just standing there by himself smiling but it's trying real hard to be positive <laughs> That was cool, yeah. And then I liked the t-shirt one on Jackbox 3. That one was pretty cool. Yeah, that was the... Even though I was just not on my game that night, I I wasn't drawing any good designs because none of mine ever got selected. Yeah, the the TV one is like... uh, Yeah, that was one of the main reasons that I got Jackbox 3 was because of the TV because it's a... Or the whatever, the t-shirt KO, right? That's what it's called, TKO? Mm -hmm. Um, Because people talked really high of that. And it's basically... They tell you to draw like three random things. And then you make a bunch of different slogans and you just kind of like try to put them together to make the best looking t-shirt. And then, you know, you'll vote on them and stuff like, like that. The funniest t-shirt is yeah. usually what it is. And it's really cool because you can actually, there's a link on there where you can actually go and buy a t-shirt. You can buy that t-shirt that you made from the game. So you're able oh, to buy, cool. you're able to buy any of the shirts that you made, like whether they won or didn't. Like you can, there's a direct link to like a, you know, it's like a custom, custom t-shirt store and you can buy it straight up like the way it looks, which is, a genius thing to add on there because, you know, you might have a really cool one that you want to see, but it's just, you know, it's just all kind of like, you know, it's, it's sort of like the, the internet one, but, but with pictures and stuff and you mm-hmm. just try to put the things together that are the funniest. Like it might be like a picture of like a, of like a rainbow and it says like fuck Friday or something like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, it, it's fun. So yeah, it was nice to, it was nice to try out seven, the new one, you know, that you got, that's only like a few weeks old. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And fun. we kind of just went through all the games to see what was good. There, there was this game on there called Devil in the Details where oh, you right. have to, where you have to like do like jobs and stuff and, and like you're a family. And I didn't like that one. I didn't that understand. Really complicated. Yeah. I think that it's one of those games you just got to try over and over again until you understand. But it's a little bit like a weird Mario Party game, I would say. Mm hmm. With yeah. like a strange like lying mechanic, or I guess you're not lying, but you're like sabotaging to try to get extra points. Yeah, I ended up just doing I ended up just doing the mini games that were easy, that like where you didn't have to get people's health and you could actually just like tap the screen a couple times and win. Like that's what 
I was going for, but it was, yeah, it seemed like almost too complicated for its own. It was probably the weakest of yeah. offering of all of them. Yeah. But, but that, I mean, that's most Jackbox party games. I feel like there's always like two in there that you don't like and uh-huh. hopefully three that you do like. So they padded yeah. up for you. Yeah. But it was pretty cool. And yeah, getting that discount on it was nice, but it was nice to finally be able to play it because I had it for a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah. So finally getting to boot it up and play it. And that was a good time. And it's been a good week to hang out with friends online because I didn't mention it at the top of the show, but here in uh, in my hometown, we've gone back to phase three. So now we're not having inside dining anymore at the restaurant I work at. So business has gotten really slow and I have a feeling I'm going to be making less money and I don't know if my schedule is going to be changing and there's just all this uncertainty and that right now, which I already kind of went through once before and I'm like, damn it. I don't want to deal with this again. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, luckily, I feel like I'm going to, I still feel like I'm an important member of the team and I'm going to be able to get hours, but I just don't know if it's going to be the same money as I was starting to get used to almost making what I used to make. And now it's getting, it's getting bad again. So we're going to have to lay low and play games a lot, which is what I was kind of doing anyway, because you can't really go anywhere. But I've been so stressed out. I, I hardly, I feel like I just didn't play much video games this week. Like, yeah. Between that and then the stress of all the other world events and um, I don't know. It's just been a weird week for games for me, but it was nice to play some multiplayer stuff. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then Trey and I actually ended up playing a little Animal Crossing later that night. And uh, that's when he helped me out with the Halloween stuff because I managed to get home in time on Halloween night to play for about 20 or 30 minutes. And I only had seven pieces of candy that I started out with. And... uh I was able to get a few items and I only ever got one lollipop, but I was able to get a few items. So I felt like I actually participated and got to enjoy it a little bit. So I've still been playing Animal Crossing a little bit, but just the, the, the old joy isn't there that it used to be, but it was cool checking out Trey's Island. I I don't think we had seen each other's islands in a really long time. So. Yeah. Your Island's like so much different than from when mm-hmm. I remember it. Cause now it's like, now it's just like all flowers. It's like all flowers and dinosaur bones. Like everywhere. Well, that's just like at the entrance. Yeah, I don't remember it looking like that. But oh yeah, and you have your moat around the around the house too. Mm, and all I have the a, water in the trees. My money tree orchard and my actual orchard, and then I've got and the pumpkins. The scary spot, yeah, the scary spot near the museum with all the pumpkins. Yeah. So now, it, and now that it's not a October anymore, you can uh, you can't buy pumpkins anymore from the store but you can still plant them if you have your own and you can still like continue to water them but you can't buy seeds probably close to a thousand pumpkins in my inventory so i'm doing okay on that yeah i got i got a shit ton of Mm -hmm. them also in fact i've just left them growing now because they look cool but i've got uh because it rained several days in a row um all my pumpkins got watered yeah all the the multiple ones now Mm -hmm. so i actually got that to work out but yeah uh Animal Crossing still just kind of like not what it was at one point in time, but who knows? Maybe I'll end up being home all the time again and I'll start playing it more. I mean, it's still, I, I think I hope it's, not. I think it's impressive enough that it's keep, that it still kept me like, you know, into it, like for all its additional stuff. I don't know if there was an update for November aside from like mushrooms. There, there's mushrooms in there now that you can collect like very Oh, right. Those types. truffles sell for a lot. Too. Yeah. Truffles. And you can make stuff with them, of course. Like everything has additional DIY stuff. I uh, just don't get recipes anymore. Yeah, the Jess is like so. It just got to the point where she created a second profile 
on Animal Crossing. So she has another, she has another character in there. And she's just been giving all of her savings to that character to pay off the house so she can have more storage between, oh, the, between the two of them. Smart. Yeah. Even so, smart. Yeah. She, she's running out of storage. So, yeah, she she built another house for another character in there. I'll say I could easily max <laughs> out another character. Yeah. Pay off other debt and stuff. Yeah. She said it's much quicker, like, when you have the ability to do that. And she'll just leave out everything that she needs, that they need, you know, put it, put it out in the in the town and they'll just come and get it and, you know, pay for whatever. And maybe I should do that. Yeah. And just, cause I've got almost half a million on my money trees. I could just be like, here's your starting fund. Mm, yeah. So if you need an extra space, that's a good way to do it. Even though it sucks because, you know, like having a town that has multiple people on it, you can only like the main person is the only one that can go from like town to town. So there's no way for my character to visit that character because it's oh. the secondary character of her town. There's like no possible way for me to go see oh, her. Shit. It's weird. Yeah. So that, that, those, those were limitations that people were really mad about when it happened. Like, especially when it's, when it's like they have a single, you know, when it's just like a family playing in like one town. So it's, it's really annoying. I know like uh, Jess's brother, uh, you know, Tim and Tim and Laura had the same problem with that where, you know, they couldn't, well, we can, we can never see both of them. We can only see Tim because he's the, because he was like the first profile in the game. So it's, they should have, they should at least let you switch them if they're going to do that, you know, so you can, so like one, like with the main profile can't, can, it's the only one that can alter the town or like do it and build any sort of bridges or anything like that. The other person can't do any of that. So it's like, kind of sucks if you're, you know, if you're playing, you know, if your parents have it and your kids are trying to do it and they're all secondary characters, like they can't do, they can't do that much. So it's really, really annoying. Well, I do want to report I'm disappointed myself, but kind of like I said, it's been a weird week, and uh, I did not beat Mario 64, but I want to. And Trey had a really good idea about doing a stream, having me stream playing it, and uh, he could be on the line with me. You know, he could be doing something else, playing another game, or he could even be streaming himself if he wanted to, but you know, he'd be on the line with me to answer questions when I had them, and he could look at the screen and see what i'm doing so thought that'd be kind of funny be like my personal game counselor yeah it could be I could, <laughs> I could be in your ear and like give you i could be your coach your mario 64 coach like when in all the like uh sitcoms when like they're t- talking to somebody they're interested and they have their friend whispering in the earpiece like, yeah like a cyrano you know mm-hmm. like the cyrano play from way back when that's uh i don't know if you guys are familiar with that but Cyrano, he has like the long nose, so he thinks he's unattractive. So he like basically he's in love with this woman, and and he basically tells this other guy all the, all that he feels to help this guy like you know tell this woman how he feels for this other person, and she falls in love with this other person. If you've seen that story in anything, it's from fucking Cyrano. This is that was play that was written Ro- years ago. Roxanne was about. Yeah, Roxanne. Yeah. Roxanne was some remake of Cyrano. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's the same thing. Movie. Yeah. But the main thing I remember <laughs> is when he drank the glass of water with his nose. That's like all I remember. Yeah. Well, the actual Cyrano movie has a much more negative. Has like a much more depressing ending, but yeah. it's great. I mean, it's uh, yeah. It was like the first play I ever saw at Jess's uh, theater, like when we first started dating. And uh, Wendy Roby was in it from Twin Peaks, and that's fucking awesome. So nice. there you go. So that's pretty much it for games. I played a little bit of Mario Thirty Five, a little bit of Tetris Ninety Nine. Just trying to like hop into those a little bit. And- Tetris 99, as usual, Shauna was doing better than me. I just couldn't really, like, get back into my zone. And then Mario 35 as well, like, still getting closer. You know, I usually get in the top 10 or even in the top 5 most of the time. But uh, it seems like people are getting better at it. And it's getting a little harder because there's a wider variety of levels and enemies. So 
it was nice to uh, get those first places early on when they were still possible. But who knows? Maybe I'll get another one eventually. Uh, I guess the big thing I did this week, and maybe part of the reason why I didn't um, game as much, is Sean and I did a karaoke stream on Twitch on Saturday night. So on Halloween night, um, since we couldn't go out and party like we would have liked to do, you know, go to a concert and dress up and have a good time. We had to create our own fun and our own party here. And she'd had the really good idea of like doing a live stream of it. And I was like, why not just do it on Twitch? I think Twitch is less likely to flag than other sites. So yeah, like we did YouTube. it. We did it. Yeah. They never, they didn't science us the whole thing. We went for about three hours and uh, in order to get it to work properly, I ended up buying a new speaker that's really, really cool. I really like it. It's this huge powered speaker that's got really nice uh, frequencies, I guess is what you call it. Like it's got really deep bass and nice crisp uh, treble, whatever, blah, 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 audiophile talk. But it's a nice speaker and uh, it gave me what I needed to make that work because I was having a really hard time figuring out how to wire up everything to not only sound good to us, but to like translate well to the, the streaming set because we'd be running from the soundboard straight out through OBS onto Twitch. But I managed to get it to work, and uh, we had a really good time with it. It was a lot of fun, and um, I think just a few people s- swung by from time to time. But it was a really good, I think, uh, proof of concept more than anything. that uh-huh. We can like have a little bit more fun with live streaming in these times. So I'm more eager to do more live streaming gaming as well but i think that's what kind of lets me know that mario 64 is going to be a stream thing also now that i have a karaoke set up i've got people that are like asking to borrow it and stuff so maybe i can like eventually get paid to run karaoke or something <laughs> yeah make them pro- make, probably not but make them right now you can't it. be really social yeah and and have them also take a covid test before they come into your house to get your karaoke machine I know it's a bad time for that sort of thing. <laughs> leave it, leave it really, the, the reason the I got it was because of it. You know, we wouldn't have a karaoke set up in our. Well, we we might, but I, it, it probably would have taken longer to get it all together. But mm. it's kind of a priority to get this running since we moved in, and it was nice to finally have it up. And like I said, not only did it sound great for us, but it translated well. And you know, to the to the extent of how good of a singer I actually am, but it still sounded, you know, like karaoke. In fact, the drunker I got, the worse I got, and the more cringy I got. And you could have witnessed that on Twitch had you checked it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, th- I thought I tuned in towards the end, and it was fine. I watched you do uh, Nightmare on My Street, so I, 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 know, I know that song. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty I, good at that. I mean, I know that song because of you. Like, you introduced me to it. I hadn't even heard it before, which is yeah. weird because that's, like, my favorite movie uh, series of all time. But I didn't know that one. Fun fact, uh he made a, they made a music video for that and there's, you can find it on YouTube, but it's a really bad quality copy of it because there's like maybe only that one copy, but they had it. And I think it aired on MTV like one time and then it got taken down because whoever it is, it universal. I don't know who's owns new line, new line. Yeah. They, yeah. New line. They, they were threatening to sue uh, because it wasn't licensed, you know, like they, he didn't have permission. It was promoting their movie. Right. It's, it's really dumb. <laughs> But yeah, because of that, the music video, you can find it online, but it's, it's a pretty bad quality. I think it's off someone's VCR. That I've seen that. Yeah, it's cheesy. It just happened to capture it, you know, the one time it played on MTV or one of the few times. So yeah, fun fun stuff. Uh, karaoke, great thing to do. And I brought it up on the show before, but it's a great 
thing to do at home when you can't go anywhere. Yeah. And well, especially when like both of my Sean and myself are singers and bands. And so it's nice to be able to do that again. Were you using like a particular like a karaoke game or something or how are you doing? Oh, yes. I wa- it's not a game. It's called Kara Fun. And it's a website that you pay a subscription to use, basically. And yeah, um, it's like six bucks a month. It's pretty cheap. So I just paid for a month of it. I think you get it. You know, it's one of those things where you get a much cheaper rate on it if you get like a whole year at once. <laughs> but uh, I just gra- I just grabbed a month of it. So I've got it until the end of this month. And uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's you can build a queue and go through it. And like we were using YouTube before, but I was like, well, when we do this live, like, a, it's more likely to be flagged because YouTube's going to be paying attention too. But B, it's um, ads. Don't like ads. And I don't want to be putting ads out there that people are forced to watch because of what we're watching. Yeah. That'd be a weird thing to watch. I mean, so, there's still, yeah, you still have, there's still ads on Twitch that happen. I haven't seen any political ones, but I don't listen, watch that much on there. So I don't know. Oh, and it was a ton of local, you know, targeted local ads that were showing up on my YouTube feed. So I didn't really want to make people have to deal with that. But the care fund was a cool thing to do because not only can you like build the queue and stuff, but it's got like an app where you can like do it on your phone, you know, so you could have people like adding their songs to the queue through their phone or uh, you can actually control the playlist with your phone. So you don't have to like use the computer and everything, but Mm. I just was having a better time. So I had a pretty cool setup where I had my laptop plugged in and we had a, we had our camera and I had a wireless keyboard and mouse and, it just it was a lot of fun getting it set up and getting it to work and a little frustrating to be honest, but once we got it to work, it was, it was cool. So yes, karaoke is great. If I, I highly recommend looking into your own little karaoke setup. Um if anyone ever has a question about how I set mine up, let me know in the comments or get a hold of us on Twitter and uh I'd be happy to share with you how I put it together because I do not know the first thing about audio or about audio equipment or anything like that, and I was able to do it, so Anyone can do it. The speaker was the most expensive part, but you can do it for less than 200 bucks. Huh? Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it, though. Uh, oh, I guess I played a little Hades. I didn't mention it, but I did play Hades. Still, I've not beaten it. Um, really, the only thing of note is that I finally started to use my upgrade items to make my weapons stronger. So I get really far consistently. I just haven't beaten it yet. Yeah, and, and you said you weren't doing that because of... Uh... Because of what? Because you're saving the stuff that you. Yeah, I was kind of hoarding hoarding the upgrades because they're hard. They're so hard to get, but I didn't want to spend them. You know, like they're just like not only are they hard to achieve, but to get any more of them at once you've gone through with all the different weapons, you can only get the upgrade. You can only get the items one time. So now I have to trade other items to get it and i just have to hope that they're available because it's kind of randomized when you can trade items for other items so it's just really hard to get a hold of like titan blood and uh and uh diamonds they're both really really hard to get a hold of and so i didn't want to use them i was hoarding them but i finally started spending some money and i i spent some money on the uh, gloves which are like you know the hand-to-hand fighting option and added like a magnetic feature where the bad guys like get pulled towards me mm-hmm. so i kind of like stand behind something and and like pull them towards me and they'll try to swipe at me, but there'd be like a, a thing in the way so they can't hit me. And then I can like go around and beat them up. And it's nice. It makes it a little easier to fight some of the more annoying, like really fast moving bad guys. Um, it doesn't work on bosses. I've noticed it doesn't pull them towards me, but 
Huh. It does inflict some sort of like damage on them. It's like some sort of pool damage. Yeah, Hades. I think I'm up to 45 hours now. I, I should. Was me. I was gonna say I, I should get Hades just to see if I can beat it before Jeremy does. <laughs> I mean, if that's what it takes to get you to to get it, then yeah, get it. <laughs> I thought about that. It is actually it is on sale. We we put it on the on our Facebook group, the Nintendo main community. But it is on sale for like the next what two weeks, something like that. Like I think it goes to the 14th, but it's on sale for like 20 bucks instead of 25 dollars. It's definitely on my list for getting it. I just have these other games that I want to play, and I don't want Hades to overtake my my uh, you know. Are my, you getting my the uh, playing games? The Yakuza dragon quest whatever it's called yakuza dragon like a dragon yeah i'd like i'd like to i don't know i've been that looks really really interesting i've been thinking about it some video of it i'm like hmm i think i might actually like this game it's supposed to be really good yeah it's a yeah it's basically like a mash a mashup of yakuza and dragon quest which are two things i like a lot so i mean and it's pretty no i thought it was pretty funny because like it looked just like dragon quest as far as like the interface but then this guy's like beating someone up with a bat yeah, it, it's just like over the top ridiculous, and you go to like Yodobashi to to get a job, which is like where you would go for like unemployment in Japan, and that's how you can change like your classes and stuff. It's hilarious. Like it's just all like, you know, it's like real time turn based RPG stuff, and uh, I think the main character is even obsessed with Dragon Quest or whatever version of of it that they mention. Like that, that there was, I mean, in the Yakuza Zero game. There was mention of Dragon Quest in there. I don't think it, it's not referred to of exactly Dragon Quest, but it's it's Dragon Quest three because there's a part where you have to interact with like the line of people waiting for that game to come out, and it's supposed to take place in the eighties, so it mm-hmm. fits with the timeline and all that. And yeah, it seems cool. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't play my PS four that much, but that one I'm really intrigued by. So I don't know. It it comes out like next week, so it, it all kind of depends. Like like everything else on you know state of the world and work and whatever else. Pretty much it. All right. If that's all you've been doing, Jeremy, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about uh, John's games and some new stuff. So stay tuned. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. 
It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Domain. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and... Hey, Mario, let go! He's throwing us back to the show! So long, gay Bowser! Patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast! Game over! So we are back. Uh, what have you been doing, John? So on my uh, Kunio Kun bundle, I beat Niketsu Renegade Kunio Kun. All right. Uh, so yeah, you were stu- that one? you were stuck on that boss last time, right? Or that weird level structure? Right? Yeah, the other level that was like a totally unfair labyrinth. So basically, um, you get to the end, and it's in one building, and it's several different rooms. And after you beat the characters that are in that room you get an option between either two or three doors to go in and you have to basically beat the characters and then enter, enter the right door and navigate this building. And somewhere in the building is the end boss. And there's no hint whatsoever uh, as to where the boss is. So it's all guesswork. And one of the, one of the doors takes you out to the beginning of the level. So it's like really unfair you know, hard, old school nonsense design, right? Yeah, die, die, so I, yeah. I save stated my way through that, right? And then at the end, to top it all off, when you get to the end boss, it's just a guy with a pistol, and it's one hit kills. Oh god, that's awful! Got to extend yeah. the gameplay of that game, I guess. Yeah. So again, save state my way through that. And I beat the game. Yeah, and you were like safe stating like every punch probably is what it sounds like. Get a hit. Yeah, in. At, the, at the end level I was. Yeah, throughout the throughout the game I was I was a little bit looser with it, but at the end level I was certainly safe stating after every punch because that is a prime example of of just old school. You know, we're still learning the rules design cheapness. Um, or we need yeah. to have, get people to play these games for longer. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it is an arcade game, so I guess there's that to it too. They wanted to make it hard, but it was unfair hard. Still, I'm 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 happy with that one because I've I had Renegade as a kid, so that's a game that has been you know unbeaten in my books for thirty something years, and now I've I beat I beat the Japanese version of it. Um, then I also started playing a Downtown Niketsu story to pick it pick it right up, you know, where the story left off. Um, and that's the one that is it's River, River City Ransom. It's the same game. Yeah. So I'm getting into that. Yeah, I, just, I love that game. It's a lot of fun. Um, 
I, I guess I never really appreciated like the RPG mechanics and all that stuff in the game before. Like I always played it in like little fits and starts. I've never sat down and said, Oh, I'm going to play it all the way through. So really getting to, to learn like, Oh, this type of food, you know, this is what gives you uh, full health or this, they'll just give you like one little bar or whatever, you know, or reading this book does that. It makes me appreciate how advanced that game was for the time. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you still, I mean, you obviously still like this collection that you got here of the, of the stuff, you know, cause you're still playing them, playing them all the way through. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I think the sale is done now, but, um, if it ever goes on sale again, I'll repeat what I said last week. It's one of the best values for 20 bucks. You get 14 games. They're really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially I've been using my NES controller. So it's just feel, just feel like I'm playing the NES, you know, yeah. fantastic. Feels, feel exactly right. And you can still, you can still do all of the save state and stuff, right? With the NES, even though it has limited buttons and all that stuff. You can do all that. Yeah. And I had to, by the way, I forgot to mention before I had to do a little bit of trickery to get it to work with the NES controller. Like right out the box, it's not it's not made for it. But I had to use a different controller to reassign the buttons, and then oh, go sure, in and yeah. use the NES controller. Yeah. So you use the so op- there's some yeah. So like there's a chat button. There's a chat button in the game, mm-hmm. which obviously I'm not gonna ever use like ever. So yeah, I yeah. I'd assign that I assigned that to to X or Y, mm-hmm. and doing that allowed me to map the game's controls to the limited number of buttons on the NES controller. Yeah. So. That's basically what I was doing for the GameCube controller for the Sunshine, which yeah. unfortunately I didn't I didn't beat it with the GameCube controller last night. I ended up using the 8-bit Do Pro, so oh well. But I still use a specific setup for that where I have like the X and A button switch so it's so I can always mm-hmm. change the the way the nozzle is whatever it does with the A button because that's where the X would be on the GameCube controller. So I still always have it a certain setup a certain way because it feels wrong the other way. So I'm glad that you got in there and did that. It's great to do it for it. I mean, you, you know, you can save like up to five or six of them. So you can, you know, if you don't oh, yeah. want to do that for any game set, you can just put put your buttons wherever you want to have them. And I don't know if it does it for the NES controllers, but some of the controllers will like register at like it will remember whatever you had the different setting at. So like if I was to plug in my GameCube controller into my G-Bro adapter, as long as I didn't change the control for that for any controller going to the G-Bro, it'll remember the the altered controls. So you can just plug it in and it'll and you won't have to change it. It'll already be what you had it set for previously, which is really cool. Because it remembers it as like its own separate controller from the other ones. So that's a neat little thing. I don't know if it'll do that for the NES, NES ones as well, but it'll read it as a like different controller and it'll remember how you have it set. So that's cool. It's cool. Whenever you sync it. Well I was looking for something else to do with my Super Nintendo controller. And I went back through the games that I had yet to beat, and I remembered, oh, yeah, The Messenger. So I decided to jump back into that. I had not beaten the, the Picnic Panic DLC. Yeah, yet. yeah. And when I jumped back into that, look, unfortunately, I, I found that I'd saved it whenever I played it last at, like, the hardest boss in the game thus far. Um, it's the Totem Pole boss. I don't know if you ever saw that guy, but I put a picture of it in the... In the yeah, no, on the document here. I, I don't think I did. P- Picnic Panic was hard. Like I, I, yeah. I remember having a really hard time with it because it was really difficult. It was much more difficult mm-hmm. than the regular game. So I kind of bounced off of it because I'm like, man, this is hard. Like I, I'm not doing very well on this, and it kind of discouraged me from playing it. So I never. That's always something I feel bad about. I should have played 
the rest of the DLC, but I thought it was hard. Like I was like, man, this shit's really hard. So it was kind of it's really hard. But what yeah. I what I will say is that like, okay, after I think I I came at it a couple of days, you know, throughout the week, I probably spent a total of three hours on this boss, I would guess. Wow. And um, if you if you look at the the YouTube video, like you'll see all the different forms that this boss takes. It's just kind of kind of nuts. Like there's one where this, these platforms are floating around. You have to jump over to the corner of the screen and hit the boss on the head. There's birds flying at you. There's lightning bolts striking down randomly from the sky. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, it it just feels like one of those perfect bosses where it's really hard, really challenging. But if you fuck up, it's your fault. Yeah. For the most part, the lightning strikes I thought were a little unfair because if you're in the wrong spot when the signal comes that the lightning is going to strike, like there's kind of just no hope. But after all that time, I finally, finally beat that boss and it felt great. Like it was one of those classic, you know, drop the controller moments and, you know, <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. One of those. It's really, uh, really rewarding. Yeah. And also because. The messenger is so much more than just like great boss fights. There's awesome platforming all throughout it. Um, I was really excited to not do the boss fight anymore and, and get to the old platforming parts that I hadn't experienced in over a year or so. Yeah, so I made it a good way through. I don't know how far I am in in the DLC. I guess I'm maybe halfway through. I don't know. But I'm really enjoying it. Um, having some new messenger to play again after all this time. Nice. Yeah. And one of the bosses that I'm at now, this is maybe the coolest boss in the game. I don't know. But it's, you fight a shadow messenger. Oh. And it reminds me the dark, of... The dark yeah. messenger, yeah. Yeah. Um, it reminds me very much of the shadow character in Celeste. How you have to chase the character around the screen. Um, except for this one, they set it up more like a one-on-one, like platforming duel battling so yeah (laughs) so he's on the top of the screen and you're on the bottom and you're playing in the same level so it's not like a sonic 2 split screen or or anything you're like running through the same level together um but at the top of the screen is a little hud a hud Mm -hmm. um and it kind of plays out like a ping pong match like if you get to the end of the level first, then his little character at the top gets knocked back a notch. Or if you lose the next one, then, you know, you get knocked back a notch and he comes forward. So you could play this like forever, theoretically, as long as, you know, you keep winning, losing, when losing, when losing, right? But you have to win so many in a row to basically knock him back far enough that you beat the match. And there's different levels too, like within this one boss fight. I think I've seen at least eight different levels that I've, I've gone through so far. And the last time I played it, a, a new one even popped up. So it's, it's a pretty unique boss fight. And as frustrating and hard as, as it is, it's just, and the bosses in this game are so good. Were you able to get past that one? Or are you still stuck on that one? Not yet. No. Because mm. I basically, I beat the totem pole boss and then I played about maybe an hour or two of, of platforming. And then I made it to this boss and I was like, okay. Mm. maybe another day yeah i mean it's at least you you have it there you can still play it but yes like i said it's still like a it's it's a shadow on my 
on my uh, existence as a gamer. I was like, I never really, never really got that. Never made it all the way through Messenger, and I was so so hot on it when it came out. So I didn't either. Yeah. Well, you haven't beat. You got to beat it to get to the <laughs> to get to that part. Even, and I even mm-hmm. had to beat it. Yeah, I remember I had to beat it a second time to even get there, which was so annoying because I already did it. But, oh right. But that final boss is hard, and I had to go beat the boss again. I hadn't played it for so long that I forgot how to play, so I had to like you know play it multiple times to try to remember how to play the game and you know all that fun stuff. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm glad I got this Super Nintendo controller, especially with this game you know being a throwback with mm-hmm. you. Know, you jump from 8-bit to 16-bit, you know, it feels like I'm playing a Super Nintendo game, like a really great one. And same thing, like, you don't need both, you don't need both triggers for that, like, you can make it work through, nope. through uh, changing the button setup, or is it okay to play as is? No, it's just out of the box, it's good to go. Yeah. I guess it does have both of the R, it does have the R and L stuff on that for the Super Nintendo, because yeah. they want you to be able to do the rewind and all that stuff, so that's cool. Yeah, the Messenger. That game. Still a good game. DLC, too. I also thought we hadn't talked about it long enough, so here we go. Bring it back. Yeah, yeah. Yep. (laughs) For sure. Cool. Well, that's what what you've been doing, right? That's that. Okay, well, let's do... We'll talk about some news for a while here. Here is the news. I promise you it's the news. I know everybody's been waiting for this, but Bakugan is out this week. Finally. (laughs) But Bakugan Jurassic World Evolution is out for $50 and $60. Uh, yeah. I mean, I heard some people talk about them. Pikmin's out too. We like, we haven't mentioned that it was out, but yeah, Pikmin three came out. I never really played the demo at all, but I played the game. I don't know. I assume it's the same demo that they released on the Wii U. Yeah. I mean, I played the game through on Wii U and it was cool. You know, I don't feel like I need to revisit it. You know, I haven't really felt like I need to revisit any of the Wii U switch ports, you know, except for like Legend of Zelda, I guess, which I didn't even play for that much. The Breath of the Wild one, just just the idea of having it portable, I guess, is what I was going for. But you know, yep. I only only played maybe like ten hours of that one. I just got Pikmin three for like fifteen bucks just a few months ago, so I'm good. Yeah, I got mine for free, so there you go. I mean, it came with it nice. was it was when they were really trying to sell Wii U's, and they were giving basically giving you a free game if you bought Mario Kart eight on Wii U. And that's what I did. I bought Mario Kart 8, and I got Pikmin 3 free with it. I got the digital download code for free. And they offered you, like, five or six different games that you could get, and I already had all the other ones. Aside from, like, Wii U Party, which, like, who would want that? <laughs> Why would that want to be your free one? Especially because, you know, those games, the idea was those games came with a free controller. So just getting the digital code and no controller, like, is such a bummer. You know, you're like... Throwing that's like a sixty dollar value there that you. I mean, you're not even getting the sixty dollar value for it through the download code, you know, because you. Right. Because a big part of it was the controller was the forty dollar controller that came with it, so it's like a twenty dollar game at a sixty dollar value, blah blah. blah. But yeah, um, it's out. It's I'm sure it's as cool as the other one. Uh, what else? Strife. So I didn't mention this one last week just because we didn't get to it, but there's a game called Strife Veteran Edition that's on the Switch right now. Uh, it's on sale till the 8th. And what's interesting about this game is it's actually an original game made by Night Dive Studios. Night, Night Dive Studios are the guys who made, who uh, ported like Turok and, uh, and I think, I think they did Doom 64 also, but they're, they've been doing a lot of, you know, they did Turok and Turok 2 and they're playing, and they're also doing Shadow Man and all this stuff. And this is actually an original game that they made, which I didn't get because it sounded way too much like Project Warlock because it's like an RPG, you know, it's an RPG shooter. But it's definitely on my list for the future, and I think people should look into it if they're into old-school shooters. It's called Strife Veteran Edition. 
it's on sale for seven fifty right now. I think it's regular like ten dollars, but it's kind of like it's supposed to be like Hexen and Doom if Hexen was actually good. If anybody remembers those games from the nineties, I, I tried really hard to like Hexen and I just thought it was awful. I've been rented it like on two. I I rented it and hated it, and then I like went to uh I like did the student ambassador thing and like left the country and everybody that I was with they said it was so good so I rented it again when I came back and I still thought it sucked so it's like double double hex and rent there but yeah no it's just an interesting thing that's on there also there's some uh beat 'em up that I've never heard of called 67th Street which looks like a Japanese arcade beat 'em up which is $8 and it's always cool to see stuff on there available on like the uh you know the arcade archives hamster developed stuff it's 64th Street 64th Street, yeah, Nintendo yeah. 64th Street. It was, uh, yeah, I didn't. Uh, I, we were talking about, uh, was it a couple episodes ago when Jeremy was talking about beating Super Mario Sunshine with 64 stars? I forgot about that. I I think I did mine with like 68 because I bought some with the blue coins. I also but, did, yeah. and I also, well, and I also did the um, I did the watermelon thing, which was after the after the Shadow Mario part of whatever, but yeah. But yeah, uh, that's that's the releases. You know, uh, I think Hades is still on sale. There was a big uh, Resident Evil sale, but I think it's over. It'll be over by tomorrow again. That that seems to be on sale all the time. You know, I thought about getting Resident Evil Revelations one at some point and trying to play it again, just because I kind of kind of saved myself into getting stuck with the other one on 3ds. You know, like the story of most Resident Evil games for me, where I get to the very end boss and I don't have enough bullets to beat them. That's uh, that's kind of what happened with that, and I thought about trying to play it again, but but yeah, we talked about the Resident Evil Three Cloud stuff. Uh, what's going on with the Switch Switch Pro thing? I have not heard about it. Yeah, so more uh, rumors about Switch Pro. It could feature a mini LED display. So this is from Nintendo Life, and they say an upgraded version could come with a mini LED, courtesy of Taiwanese panel panel manufacturer Inelux Corporation. So it's like a hybrid of. Uh, Current backlit LCD screens with OLED style local illumination. Makes so, sense. yeah, basically it'll help with uh, you know, power consumption. Oh, okay, so so the screen on it is basically better. Is what they're saying. It's not a the screen is better. Yeah, it's not a, an additional. Well, it's not like an additional screen on a controller or something. It's like just the screen that's is correct, better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, improved. Yeah, like the AGS one hundred one versus the old Game Boy screen yeah well i mean they did say i mean it did sound like whatever rumors we've heard if it is a thing that's happening they would fix this you know make the screen better and hopefully fix the joy cons as well so it makes sense i think it could be a thing i don't know yeah i think so too i mean the rumor was supposed to be like if it actually happened it was supposed to be like next year right like sometime yeah i I mean i would think wouldn't it people are speculating that maybe it's going to happen around the time of when they pull the Mario stuff from the market in the Mar- in March, you know, in the March. I mean, it so, makes sense. That's four yeah. years. And, I mean, the light happened, what, uh, two years? Yeah. I don't yep. know when, I mean, when, I don't know when they started, uh, I don't know when the new 3DS came around. Was that like the five-year mark on that or about of the regular D- 3DS being on the market? I felt like I had yeah. the 3DS for a while. Definitely for a I while think- before the new one came around. It was, I think it was more than five years, actually. Because well, 3DS was 2011, right? Yeah. So five years would be 2016. I think that's too late. I think it came out. I, I, I seem to recall when I was at E3 2014, they had the the new 3DS there, and it was like a thing. Oh, okay. 
Well, I got it. I got it whenever Majora's Mask game came out. It came out on the same day. But you also got it because you needed a new 3DS controller. It was jacked up. Yeah, because my because my buttons didn't work well. But it was. But I and the upgrade was worth it because you got that extra, especially for playing a uh, Majora's Mask. Because you got that extra joystick in there, which really helped you with camera control, which you can only do if you have the 3DS, the the new 3DS, or the or the you know, the stick edition, <laughs> the ultimate boat, whatever. Boat extra stick slider thing. Yeah, that thing. So what? Basically, what this is is a rumor because this piece of this new screen represents that there might be a new three new switch, which there's going to be. There has to be a new switch. Yeah, right. At some point, that's just how it goes. It was um, the new 3ds came out in 2015. By the way, on, on the on the okay. of that, so that was where when that came around. That's four years. So yeah, about. But yeah, no, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, maybe we'll see more stuff, more rumors about that. Corpse Killer twenty fifth anniversary edition coming to Switch. I don't more I don't, FMV cheesy Sega CD goodness. <laughs> I'll say I'm not. I'm not familiar with Corpse Killer. I guess it's you're saying it's among it's along the lines of uh, whatever the fuck that that one game that I can't. So remember. it's not. Uh, it's made from the by the same company originally as as Night Trap, but it's Night not Trap, a yeah. Night Trap style game. Yeah, it is FMV of course, but mm-hmm. um, it was like imagine a light gun game without the light gun. Like oh. using the controller, so weird. Sounds terrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm still excited for it. Still want to play it. Yeah, I n- have not heard of it at all. But the 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 art on here looks cool, and the, and the front cover of the zombie people and all that looks interesting. Limited, you know, limited run stuff, whatever. Yeah, and they're doing more to it than they did to um, uh, Night Trap. It's actually going to be in HD, and um, you know, it looks nice. It looks like a DVD. It doesn't look like you know rainy Sega CD uh, as Night Trap kind of did. So, yeah, pre-order is available now and it's going to have a a physical edition from Limited Run. Mm -hmm. Cool. Also, uh, the Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2 got got announced for coming to Switch, which is cool. I I still didn't get 3, but maybe I should just wait now that 1 and 2 is coming out because... I've heard that they they are all are all they all kind of do with each other, so it's best to, to play them in order. And I do want to play them because they're the same company that did Ease. So, so yeah. So I, I so like it. a Fire Emblem style game, or no? It's 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 a turn based RPG. It's like okay. a it's like more traditional RPG with uh, parties and turn based and all that. And uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, I played the demo. I played like the three hour demo of uh, of Trails of Cold Steel three, and I liked it. And it's always been on my list of stuff to buy before the end of the year. But maybe I will just wait until one and two, and then I can get the full story. And four is coming out next year as well. And I think this makes it sound like one and two is going to come out after that one. So it might as well just wait, I guess, for all of them. <laughs> That's all four like, at once and play them back to back. Yeah, for like five hundred hours or however long they take. I don't know. But I like. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I like this type of RPG. So something I've been looking towards forward to anyway. So. So dope. Uh, this is something that I saw that was kind of sad. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth is um, closing its dedicated servers. I've yeah. actually I've actually been watching Friday the Thirteenth movies for a podcast that I'm going to be on this weekend, and uh, I like this. I mean, I really like this game from what I played of it. I wasn't very good at it, but I enjoyed playing it on Switch. But it, from my understanding, so 
So does this mean that you have to host a game yourself, or can you still like get on and play random people like you used to? I was a little confused about that too because it says something along the lines of uh, that you're still going to be able to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it says even then uh, the subtitle that it will be playable. Yeah, it said it said something about a peer to peer from from what I saw was was okay. through it. So I don't know. I don't know if you have to start a room and have people join that room. So I mean, it'll have to be something I'll just experiment on. It's still on my Switch. I never deleted it just because I liked playing it so much. But it, it's a shame. Uh, I think we talked a little bit about the whole like somewhat controversy with that. But the the Friday the Thirteenth movies, their the license is kind of all over the place. So some of the movies are owned by different people. And originally they mm-hmm. wanted to do stuff. They wanted to put the boat in there from like Jason takes Manhattan as like a playable level, which had been fucking cool. And they wanted to have like the spaceship from Jason X, but those movies are owned by a different company than aside from the one that they were developing for. And they tried really hard to get this to work, like through a court case and all the shit. And it just didn't work and it didn't happen. And that really bummed me out. Cause that would have been a fun thing to do. Like if they were yep. able, cause the way it already is, it kind of like you can play, you can play different campsites depending on what movie you're in, and you can like, in like the weather will change because of that and all that. Like if it was raining in the movie, it'd be raining in the game, and and that was really cool. Like for Friday the Thirteenth nerds, and it's a shame that that didn't happen because I would have loved to play that game on a boat, you know, on that fucking boat. I just watched that movie today, the Manhattan one. So yeah, it's like you could play that boat. That boat was cool. There's some cool stuff in there, you know. I mean, it'd be cool to play it as a game, not necessarily watch it as a movie, but you know. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'll have to try it out. Uh, and and there's also like a final patch that's coming out that's supposed to fix a bunch of stuff that was having problems, like a long list of player issues, as it says here on the on the oh, thing. Wow. So, so yeah, I'll play that at some point in the future. We're getting single Joy-Con in America, just like in Japan. Yeah. So thirty nine ninety nine coming on uh, the ninth. Still the same price. Still. Probably with full, uh, <laughs> what was it? Um, I can't remember anything today. I don't know. I think my brain is like dead. Uh, what's the fucking Joy-Con thing? With now the- with extra drift. Yeah, now with extra drift. Yes, exactly. I'm fired from this podcast because I can't remember Joy-Con, <laughs> Joy-Con drifting. If your brain is fried, I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even get You're experiencing I, brain drift right now. I didn't even get drunk last night. I just, I think I was just emotionally drained. You didn't get drunk? No, I mean, well, I did kind of, but then I sobered up after I ate pizza, like, uh, halfway through. I mean, I, I got to the point where I f- couldn't really get, I couldn't really get any drunker, so I just stopped drinking, because, you that know, yeah, that's normally what happens. If I'm not feeling anything, I just stop drinking, because it's, otherwise I just drink a bunch and feel even worse, so. Yeah, this time, Joy-Con with full-on guaranteed Joy-Con drift. That's such a weird thing for them to, like, just release some single... I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, I still need to try to send mine into the company and get them fixed and all that. I would yeah. love to because I have like those, you know, I have those two that went bad, like the the, the Splatoon ones that I had. So whatever. Yeah. If they're putting them out in single packs, I'm surprised they don't lower the double pack by like 10 bucks. Yeah. Or they should lower the single pack too since they've been out for like four years. I don't know. Yeah. Also, there's some new bundles that are showing up in Japan. Super Mario Party, Splatoon 2. The one thing I thought was pretty cool that I didn't see was the uh, the Ring Fit, the Ring Fit Adventure one. I haven't seen any sort of bundles with that, which makes sense, you know, because a lot of people like that game and play it, even though I know all of us have been slacking on that, I think, because we haven't talked about it in weeks. Yeah. 
But it's a shame because John was John. You were doing so good with Wii Fit, and then when the Ring Fit came around, it, it was too. It was, I don't know. Was it too hard, you, or was it just too? Yourself or something? Wasn't it? I hurt myself, and then so that kind of knocked me off for like a week, week and a half, and then I don't know. It just like maybe maybe it was honestly this election stuff. Just it's like uh, I've been in kind of a slump lately in general. Yeah, it's so, it's it's but, hard it's hard to work through. I've been. Like last yeah. night, we were just kind of having a chat, like trying to, you know, just talk with people about the election and all that. And eventually, I was just tired of looking at the at the votes where I'm just like, I'm just going to like go. I'm just going to play like Mario or something. Like I need something to take my mind off of it. And that's a lot of what games do for me. It's just like give me something kind of not necessarily mindless, but something that I know where I can just kind of like put my brain together while I'm doing another thing, you know, instead of just staring at numbers, <laughs> you know, because I know they're not going to change. Right. I need to do something else, so it's kind of what I've, what I've been trying to do. But yeah, new 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 bundles in Japan, cool. Um, I, what's up with this accessibility controller? This looks cool. I don't really know that much. Yeah, about it. So this news just came out today. Hori re- is releasing a an accessibility controller for the Switch in Japan. So if you're familiar with the, the Xbox accessibility controller, it's kind of along those lines. So basically, it's going to have a whole bunch of uh, inputs that will translate to your Switch. Yeah, there's so like cool. uh, they, they they look like they're like giant buttons, right? Like this uh, this pink and brown one, and there's like a that's the actual picture of it, right? With what they have going on there, it is. Yeah, it looks like it's like four different controllers. Yeah, you've got like what the one unit looks. I don't know, something like like audio equipment or something like that. Yeah, um, and then there's these two like giant buttons, and I'm I'm unclear if. There's a joystick as well. I'm unclear if the joystick and the two giant buttons are actually part of the thing or if they're just kind of demonstrating, hey, look at all this stuff you can mm-hmm. plug into it. I think that's the case. I mean, I would imagine it's modular and you can change it around depending on how you need to need to use it. Yeah. yeah it's also compatible with PC. Yeah, it says, it says right here that Flex connects via wire to the Nintendo Switch or Windows and the and it can be you can add you can add attachments to it. Accessibility switches can be attached remapping app these other program it's cool i mean it doesn't look as simple as the xbox one was just basically two like two button areas right that were like completely customizable Mm -hmm. that's what it seemed like but yeah i'm I'm interested to see what they do with it i mean accessibility is always great you should be able to you know should be i'm a little surprised that it's not nintendo themselves coming out with this Mm -hmm. especially after microsoft did it you know and you know it should be a standard thing for for all the consoles. Do you think isn't Hori like do a lot of stuff for Nintendo that's not quite first party, but like that? For instance, those controllers for GameCube that were like Super Nintendo controllers, like yeah, they they've yeah. always been. Well, and there's like of course there's like the fighting sticks and stuff like that mm-hmm. that they make and various. It's, it's, and then they also do like the left side uh contr- one with the with the good uh, control whatever control pad. Mm-hmm. I thought that was Hori also. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've been known to do a lot of bunch of different stuff like that. It's just such a great PR win, and Nintendo in particular of all the three big game companies is the one that's about inclusivity, trying to make sure everybody gets to play. They called their console the Wii for you know, right out loud. Yeah. So I I don't know why they didn't just you know, a couple of years ago when Microsoft came out with theirs, why didn't they jump on it and be like, Yeah, let's do that too? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just don't pay attention or they were doing another thing and I know they've always been known for kind of not really paying attention to what else is going on in the video game world because they just do they just do their own thing. So 
But I mean, I'm glad something's coming. I mean, the the Switch is so versatile that you could probably even use this, the Xbox One on there. I don't know. As long as it has a USB plug, you can make it work with a Switch, it seems like, for the most part. Maybe so. Most, yeah, most this most one's coming to Japan only, but it doesn't say anything about, you know, I mean, I'm sure you can import it and uh, it'll work with your Switch just fine. Yeah. I don't know. Check it out. Sure. I will. All right, let's keep going. Get it. Yeah, this one, I'm excited about this one. So they're coming out with a book set. Uh, from Viz Media of the Legend of Zelda ma- manga, so but it's going to be in a a box that's shaped like a treasure chest, and when the treasure chest opens, it makes the da na na noise. So it's like a really nice set, and I would consider getting this. I mean, if only for the box. The box is cool. Because mm-hmm. I have a, I have one of the. I guess it, maybe it's not a manga. I think it was. I have a I have a Legend of Zelda trade paperback, and I think it was for the. I think it's the stuff from the Nintendo Power, like the Nintendo Power mm. comic book series. Oh, right. It's uh, on there. Fast one. Yeah. So I do have something kind of like that. But, yeah, they're all like hardcover books, and they're all in this big, like, treasure chest thing. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I bought two of these books for my nephew for, um, I think it was for his birthday. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I would consider, like, buying this whole set for it and just be like, mm-hmm. you know, cool. It's 125 bucks. Uh, if you want it on sale, Amazon has it on sale now for 11250. Mm. And it's available now. Oh yeah. It's uh too expensive for me for books. I don't need books. I read no books. Dragon Quest Dragon Quest has a anniversary coming up soon. The Yuji Hori is is teasing upcoming announcements. So maybe we I I'm just I'm just hoping for a port of uh, 4, 5 and 6. Would be great to the switch that'd be cool we already have one two and three why not bring four five and six there as well just continue just put all the dragon quests on the switch that's what i want it'd be great put six on there but make it the super nintendo version of six so i can play it without without buying the imported or without buying the translated uh cartridge for the for the super nintendo this is what is what i'm hoping for but and also you know they haven't really they haven't really said anything about uh how Dragon Quest Twelve is, you know, so that's still kind of up in the air. Oh, where, what's happening with it? Or... Yeah, I mean, they said they're making it, but there's there's not been any updates on like what it's going to be about or like any sort of footage or anything like that. So that'll be that'll be next year. So maybe we'll have stuff to talk about on that. Happy anniversary to Limited Run Games, who just celebrated on uh, October 29th their five year anniversary. Good for I did them. Enter their contest. They had a contest where you retweeted that status or whatever. You could win the whole catalog. Oh wow! Did you did you do it? I entered it. I yeah. obviously don't know if I won the catalog. If I did, I would be pretty excited. Sure, yeah, that'd be yeah. So you get every game of theirs physical. That's what it was. It was it's, it's <laughs> they just gave you a bunch of download codes. Huh. Yeah, that would be against the, <laughs> the download games. Retro Studio. There's actually some Metroid Prime Four news of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hired a, a person from GTA. So yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Um, the lead producer on the game, her name is Marissa Palumbo. And she was previously part of Blizzard's Overwatch team. Okay. And um, she spent close to a decade at Rockstar. She worked on Grand Theft Auto 4, 5, Max Payne 3, and Red Dead Redemption. Okay. Cool. Quality games. Yeah, yeah I mean, so something has to be happening with that still, because they're actually still hiring people. So. Not only that, but they also remodeled their headquarters. Mm-hmm. Or they're going to remodel the headquarters, they've announced, too, yeah. in 2021. 
So they spent like half a million dollars. Whenever, uh, you know, whenever it's like safe to do that, I'm sure. I'm sure they're just kind of. I wonder like, if that's part of the remodel, like if it's something to do with like spacing things out more. Yeah, they're, they're probably just, yeah, kind of like spitball, like we want to do it, but when can we do it safely and all that, like, like most things. So I'm sure that's what they're doing. But yeah, sure. Uh, just whatever helps you get the game done quicker. I mean, we've waited long enough for it that I'm just. I've seen other people say it online, but this is going to be the new Switch. Whatever the Switch successor is, is going to have Metroid right. on it. Yeah, it won't be on this Switch. Or Met- it'll be a- Metroid Prime Four. Yeah, or it'll be it'll yeah. be the the uh, Breath of the Wild of the time. The same thing where uh, or Twilight Princess. Yeah, yeah, where it was like developed for one system, but then it comes out for the next one. But it comes out for both, you know, at the same time, like the Breath of the Wild, Twilight Princess, all over again. Yeah, we're seeing that with PlayStation Five and Four. And- yeah. Well, yeah, same thing with like Miles Morales and Grand Theft Auto Five for the third time, three <laughs> three generations. It's like what? Wow. It's it's coming out again on PlayStation Five. It's like there are oh, kids right. that are graduating college now that when that game came out. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's like uh, put it out again, but not on Switch, of course. Was it Engine Software? Still keeps teasing Killer Seven, even though I. They haven't actually talked to Suda about it, but I, I mean, I've been I've been playing. Uh, you know, I, like I said, I've been playing No More Heroes a lot, so I'd really I would love to play Killer Seven again. Killer Seven is like I know I've talked about it before about Halloween stuff, but that's like probably one of the scariest games I think I've ever played. That game's fucking frightening, and I love it. It's just the way they the dialogue, the way the dialogue is recorded is really creepy, and I really like that stuff. There's like this weird, like whispery like strange voice that this one character has that is just like so bizarre and completely terrifying. And I'd love it. Then there's like so. the happy faces. Yeah. The, yeah. The, well, there's the, yeah, there's the like angels that they call them, like the weird uh, creatures that you have to shoot in certain parts and like blood explodes everywhere. And they turn into the dots, like <laughs> kind of like a, you know, I guess it was, that was really big in GameCube. Like having, you know, like Yoshi does the same thing. Like where it's, and Mario like turns into the balls and turns and goes into the you know goes into the areas and all that. But Killer Seven was a game that I always wanted to be re released on Wii with motion control, just because it would you know because the aiming and all that. And if they could add some sort of motion control aiming on this, it would be great. But it's still like it's not really. It's just something them just saying that they'd like to do it because right. as of, as of this says it says that they have not actually talked to Suda about it. So. As far as we, we said, quote here, as far as we know, a Killer7 Switch version is currently not in the works. We have at least, we have at least not discussed this with Suda, with Suda-san, but who knows what the future brings. We have our hands full with Scott Pilgrim. Oh yeah, they're doing that. So, Ease 9 and TOS, I don't know what that one is. Oh, no, Tales of Cold Steel 4, got it. Okay, so this is the same guys who are doing Ease 8, so... And they're doing Ease Nine, so yeah, do Ease Nine before this, but but then but then do this. That's how I say on this. But I think that's I think that's it, right? I think that's our stuff. One more is that uh, Amazon packages will be randomly delivered in Mario branded boxes through November. Yeah, that's kind of a weird. That's a weird choice there to try to. Like you were saying in the Slack, uh, is it going to encourage people to encourage theft because they're going to think that there's a switch in there or something? Yeah. Or like, it seems uh, like they were just late for the Mario 35 celebration. Uh, you know, like some messed up and, you know, the boxes weren't ready in time or something. Yeah. So now they're just know. like, well, we got to use all these boxes. Right. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That would, that would make sense because of, 
Yeah, because of, you know, world being on fire and all that stuff. <laughs> that it's and nothing's really happening at the time that they think not even results so yeah there you go yeah and there's a way to earn 100 platinum points amazon has a dedicated web cage uh, web cage web cage <laughs> yeah web page for these these boxes and you can go on there and link your account and you get 100 platinum points okay uh, platinum points are the points that nobody can really use for anything, but you can get those. Right. There's I mean, some physical rewards. I, now there's some physical rewards. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You know, I did a, I mean, I, I totally forgot that I did order a bunch of like, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition stickers that I never got. So, I mean, who knows when they're going to get here, but I did order some with my platinum coins. So yeah, there was that. So, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's been enough for this week. That's our episode. This is episode 244. I hope this has helped you, uh, helped all the listeners get through election woes and all that stuff of this week. We'll be back up to 100% next week, I'm sure. It's, uh, been a, been a rough week, but, you know, at least there's a lot of games to play on the Switch and all that stuff. And if hey. you want, and you want to hear more of our stuff, you know, you can check us out at, at uh, patreon.com slash Nintendo Made Podcast. If you give us a dollar, you will hear a whole bunch of extra, extra episodes. There should be a new one up right now about uh that documentary that we talked about so many times uh console wars that we that we're going to talk about and uh there's also an additional bonus episode for for uh, how is it now so if you want to hear about us talk hear us talk about beetlejuice we did a really good episode on that for what was it about beetlejuice what was it about uh-huh <laughs> <laughs> it was about your daughter chuck <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, we we did a really good episode about that. That's like probably one of our favorite movies of all time. So it was it was really fun to do. You can check that out there. And also, we did just release an episode on aliens last uh, this week. So check that out. And uh, yeah, you can check us out at twitch.tv slash main podcast. I stream late Tuesdays, late Thursdays, late Saturdays. I'll be streaming this Saturday for Extra Life. So drop in and give some money to those kids. Donate something for the to the kid uh, kid hospital. You know you're streaming yet? Uh, I'll probably stream control, I guess. I don't know. That's, I, I had uh, some people watch that last time I streamed it. So, but I'll, I'll put it up on Twitter, you know, uh, Nintendo and underscore domain. You can check that out there or Jeremy is J Mac stack. John is, John is mystery Twitter name, which I won't say, but it's, it is there, you know, if you want to have fun on Twitter, I mean, Twitter is probably kind of a garbage burning garbage pile right now, but you know, there's still, there's still some decent posts on there. I know it's a good place to find updates. I still not. prefer it to the other social medias. Yeah, no, me too. It's, it is my favorite. Uh, also, you know, we're on YouTube, youtube.com slash Nintendo main podcast. And, uh, we are on, I think that's it. And also there's Nintendo, Nintendo main podcast.com. You can go there and find stuff, find like my two written reviews that I did. They're amazing. And, uh, yeah, th- thanks for listening to this episode. We've been your host. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. And, uh, yeah, be safe out there. You know, be careful. If you need to talk to any of us about anything, DM me or something on Facebook. Let us know. We'd love to help you out if you're feeling weird about the election results and all that stuff. But we'll see you next week. Take care. See you. Child made a wish upon a star that 
splashes in a stream And the virgin child loses her heart and soul That night her mother's eyes see no Donkey Kong Country 3, Kitty Kong, whenever uh, whenever you, like, die in the game and he just, like, bangs his hands on the ground, he's just like, Aah! that's what I think oh. of. <laughs> that, that's the uh, what I think of whenever I think of Trump losing. It's yeah. fucking Kitty Kong in the onesie just crying like crazy because <laughs> he can't beat the Donkey Kong level. He's that's... not just mad, he's scared, just like a baby. Yeah. Oh, he's scared for sure. Yeah. <laughs>